0: Travel. We got news. We haven't got book reviews, I'm afraid, guys. Apart from that, though, everything you need is contained here in these three hours. Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I hope you had a nice weekend. I don't... Okay. Lots coming up on the show today, including campaigners hit out at police documentary. Kids at risk through social worker shortage. And monkeys. Who doesn't love a monkey? Well, some people don't love monkeys. We'll find out who and indeed why and indeed the wherefores. If you want to give us a call about that or about anything, just want to phone up and have a chat. You know, 08 459 555.
1: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The first song as dictated by the computer was going to be this. I overruled the computer, now it's this. Seventies Who—they're a little lost, but I kind of like this. Like I've just noticed, Kelly. I've just—I've just noticed Kelly. It's nice of her too. Uh, I've just noticed the Who have got a new single out.
2: They,
0: yeah, called "Be Lucky." Shall I? Shall we, Do we have, have a little punt? Check the lyrics. Mm-hmm. We might—we may have a, a, a Who head-to-head head a little bit later on. Let's uh, let's find out. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five now. Big local story. Uh, The campaign group Justice for Leon has reacted furiously to a Channel 4 documentary that's to be screened tonight. Leon Briggs died last November after being taken into Bedfordshire Police custody. a story we've talked about uh, a lot on here. His family and friends have been calling for body-worn cameras ever since, but they take exception to this kind of coverage. Well, Catherine Boyle's been looking into this and uh, can tell us more. This documentary, what is it?
3: Well, it's called 24 Hours in Police Custody, and if you ever saw 24 Hours in A&E, you'll get the idea. It's supposed to be a warts and all look at what goes on behind the scenes at Luton Police Station. This documentary was filmed using more than eighty cameras, and it follows officers as they respond to nine 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 calls and arrest suspects. The first episode opens with the dawn raid on the house of a man on suspicion of conspiracy to murder. Hi,
4: Mr. Bay. Can we go in, the house, please? We've got a warrant search your address. Can we go. Okay. Yes. I'm arresting you on suspicion of conspiracy to murder Do not have to say anything but you may harm your defence If you oh, do not really? mention when question Something you face <laughs> for lying in court Anything you do say maybe be given in evidence
3: Wow, dramatic Gosh. music as well loud, yeah. So the man being arrested there is Mabu Beg Who uh, police suspect is a key player In a plot to kill his brother-in-law Atif Ali And while Mr Beg is in custody The police have 24 hours to make a case against him
4: An interesting development just come in they have found the 818 phone box in the house. On the morning of the offence, this phone contacts most of the key parties involved. See, now I'm gonna point out something. Your body tends to give away things. As soon as we've started to put you under pressure, your left leg has started bouncing up and down. You're not happy about this, because you know now that phone was being used by you in your house. You're making the context. You're well and truly into this conspiracy.
3: Right, at this point we've got to make it absolutely clear that Mr Bay was actually cleared of conspiracy to murder Atia Ali at Luton Crown Court in August. Okay.
0: now some members of the the local community feel this documentary is inappropriate. Why?
3: It's all about the timing. The timing of this documentary Mm. comes after the death of Leon Briggs, the Luton man. He was taken into custody at the town's police station, the same place where this programme was filmed. Now, he died later in hospital, but it was within hours of being taken into police custody. Um, The Justice for Leon campaign has told us that this document is inappropriate and insensitive and you'll be hearing more from them directly after 7am this morning Um, on their facebook page they urge viewers tonight to remember that this is the place where leon briggs died they say it's a very harsh move by all involved to be screening this so close to the anniversary of leon's death the chief constable of bedfordshire
5: police colette paul says the program makes no reference to the case at all what i did do i took absolute steps and worked with um, the production company and got a legal agreement with them that we wouldn't cover anything that had anything to do or links you know, to Liam Briggs's case and also to another case actually, another outstanding case. So I got that written in the legal agreement and made sure that that was actually right. I've also made sure uh, that the programme doesn't go out at any time that it's an anniversary um, for Liam Briggs, anniversary of the case, which is obviously um, you know, in November. So I was very, very keen to be as sensitive as I can, but I also believed it was absolutely right to show the public what we do um, in Luton
0: this is a high-risk strategy for beds police for loads of reasons one of them being hey guys have you ever watched a fly on the wall documentary you know those things are edited i mean it it, 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 it captures what actually happened but the people never come off well in it.
3: And this is a time when Bedfordshire Police really need some great publicity. Yeah. They've been getting such an awful lot of flack recently. We're talking about the controversy over the handling of the Leon Briggs case. Bedfordshire Police are also subject to a number of independent Police Complaints Commission investigations as we speak. One is over the forces handling of Farooq Ali, who has severe autism. His family alleged officers assaulted him outside his home in February as he watched the bin men on their rounds. Now, you may remember that two officers were suspended following a heated public meeting in Berry Park, and that case is still ongoing. Going. But despite this,
5: Colette Paul thinks the programme is a risk worth taking. You know, I'm a chief constable, I take high risks every day you know um, and deal with policing risks every day so i felt it was really a a risk worth taking because i think the public have the right to know and to make up their own mind about policing here in beverly i think what this program will do is show the human side of policing so you'll see police officers as human beings you'll see the good parts you'll actually see them discussing their personal lives you'll see them as people and i think in that respect i think the public will it'll help the public to understand um, in newton you know some of the policing challenges, you know, we have. So there you have it, Colette Paul, fully behind this documentary as you heard there and you'll be speaking to her after
3: yeah. 8 o'clock um, this morning. Ollie Martins, the Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire, will also be joining you. I
0: think, uh, and I'm, I'm disappointed, we, I should have put a call, we should have put a call into the, the, the Channel 4 press office and asked for an advanced DVD. It's a series, isn't it? Yes. Let's make sure we try and get a copy of this every Friday so okay. we can watch after the show. Uh, uh, having worked in television, I know what they what, how they work and what they do and having seen Big Brother and having seen... Um, Not seen it, but being aware of Benefit Street and all those kind of programmes. Channel 4 aren't going to want to do a puff piece. They're going to want to find, and they may shoot 100 hours of footage, and 20 minutes of that may be something going wrong. That's the 20 minutes they're going to show. Because it's in the Daily Mail today, the headline, calling shotgun victims' fiancé a bit of skirt, was just off his banter, says woman police chief, that woman police chief Colette Paul. A woman police chief has come under fire for defending a colleague who described a shooting victim's fiancé as some bit of skirt. Um, Colette Paul, Beveridge's chief constable, said the comment... comment. Made by a male officer during this documentary Was office banter The, the first episode follows the arrest uh, In the Det- Channel 4 programme Detective Constable Gary Hales Is shown referring to Mr Ali's then fiance's some bit of skirt He's later filmed saying to colleagues What's this girl like then? Is she a bit of a looker? Why would you want to do 15 years in prison? Now! yeah that's how people talk okay that's
3: how people talk when they work in situations where they see horrific things all the time doctors have a certain sense of humor that other people would find unpalatable there are certain professions where that's kind of a it's kind of a safety net for your for your psyche because otherwise you'll go absolutely crackers but doing that in front of a camera It could be they weren't weren't briefed properly.
0: Mr. Wow. Gosh. Let me read two more things and then we'll we'll go to the travel. Mr. Hales, this gentleman, is also shown squeezing a squeaking rubber chicken when the suspect is charged, saying it gets squeezed when we get a good result. Oh, dear. Now, listen to this. At the press conference when Mrs. Paul uh, made her comments, it emerged some officers had refused to appear in the programme because they were paying child maintenance and did not want ex-partners to know they'd been promoted gosh. Well, Colette Paul's coming on later on. So is Ollie Martins. So we can um, put all these points to them, I suppose, can we? Good grief. Oh, wait, 459-455-555. Oh, double, five, five, double, five. Simple question to you. Are you looking forward to the um, Channel 4 documentary following Luton Police, or do you think it's a, a bad, ill-informed idea? Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. My big concern is that no one ever worries
6: about the victims.
0: I do, Roberto! I do. I worry about the victims. Don't write me off. Don't write me off, Roberto. I worry about the victims. Catherine, do you worry about the victims? Kelly Betts, do you worry about the victims? I
1: can't stop worrying about
0: Roberto, there are people out there who care. Now, uh, we're celebrating National Who Day today. What are you doing to celebrate? I'm going around to clean pete townsend's car um but the who have got a new single out be lucky uh and i like the who i like roger daltrey when he sings with the who anyway um but so this could be a first we could be playing two songs by the same artist kelly you've heard the new who single yes be lucky yes what do you reckon
1: unnecessary what they didn't need to do it
0: oh you saying it's a bit pony? Yeah. Let's have a listen. I quite like this. Be lurky.
2: So
0: nice. like nice. l- they're in their 70s. When I was a kid, blokes in their 70s were stuck in the corner of the Derby and Joan. Granddad. Oh. Thank you. Um, with a cloth cap on, and you go, All right, grandad's!
7: That's Forsyth. I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> nowadays blokes in the 70s are recording hit singles like be lucky mm. i like that it's quite a queenish though wasn't it sorry queen oh you mean the rock group mm. Nah, i thought it was you're right granddad
3: i'm fine instead what did you say to him i liked you in the who
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, did the music. Music. I did like him in the who dad <laughs> did like him in the- i like that that's our single of the week guys. Probably won't play again, but no. still that's our single of the week guys. Um oh, 08459455 etc 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 Now, it's feared that a major national shortage of social workers is putting vulnerable children at risk. Last month, Bucks County Council was rated inadequate by Ofsted, who found 261 children who needed help hadn't been allocated a social worker. Bridget Robb is Chief Executive of the British Association of Social Workers. Bridget, what's your beef? What's going on here?
8: Good morning, Ian. Morning. Um, This is a a, a really difficult one. I mean, local government, as you know, is being really hammered by the cuts that are, um, being imposed by central government um, and really uh, many areas are struggling to uh, provide adequate services um, and social work is, is absolutely caught up in the centre of that with a double hit of both um, with the, um, the hit that local government can't employ more social workers because they don't have the money um, but but then also the needs of families are getting ever increasing and with all the publicity that there is around um uh, the, the needs of children. The public are expecting better services and higher services. Um, so it's both increased demand at a time when there just isn't the money to be able to provide adequate services. Well, we
0: say that there isn't the money. Bucks County Council I- is recruiting social workers from overseas, so that would imply that they they have the money. They just don't have the people willing.
8: Well, I. I, I they, I know that they are, are willing to to uh, look overseas and and there are some brilliant social workers coming in from around the world who are providing brilliant services. So uh, it isn't that we want to knock that. But actually the numbers coming through our own recruitment are, are as high as ever. Um, and so uh, it isn't that we're not producing um, social workers within the UK. Um, our, our training courses are all oversubscribed. Um, but, um, th- th- sometimes it's, it's the, 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 what, what, the, what the local authorities are looking for are people who've got experience and that's then a really catch-22 for our uh, own young social workers coming through, um, who some of whom are finding it difficult to get jobs because the local authorities don't have the spare capacity to train people up and support people during that early period of, of their careers. Um, but what's also happening is, is that uh, people, uh, our own social workers, are coming into the job and being um, at Absolutely burnt out within a couple of years um, and then are leaving the profession um, because local authorities uh, and other employers are not able to support them during that early period of their careers. So it's not a healthy situation to be in. We're producing a lot of social workers, a lot of social workers are going into jobs, are getting burnt out within a couple of years and then the vacancy
0: rising. 261 kids in Bucks needed help hadn't been allocated a social worker. That's, that's um, awful, isn't
8: it? That absolutely. That is, is a shocking, shocking statistic and should never, ever be the, be the case. Um, that uh, every, every child who is vulnerable should have an allocated person um and uh, th- th- and, and uh, need to find a way of responding to that that need um and if it means taking services from other areas then that is what it needs and and uh, because that is a totally unacceptable situation.
0: Bridget, um, what, what changes would you want to see implemented to improve the role of a social worker? Because they're, they're, uh, um, I have had to de- uh, dealings with social workers because of uh, things in my family, and um, some are excellent, some are not quite so excellent, but they do get a bad press, don't they?
8: We're a very complicated service to deliver, um, and uh, it is, I mean, we, we have the range of quality of people as every other profession and, and uh, every other group of workers. Um, but uh, on the whole social workers uh, do an extremely good job in very very difficult circumstances where it's very hard to have success success is very often keeping people alive and keeping people um, beginning to turn people's lives around there are some fantastic examples where, where people's lives are turned around um, but uh, those are, are often very hard uh, hard won situations because they're really complex uh, challenges that those families and children face
0: Bridget, I appreciate um, you to us at this ridiculous time of the morning. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. That's Bridget Robb, Chief Executive of the British Association of Social Workers.
1: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Okay, it's uh, that time of the show where Catherine and I go through the papers. Catherine? Catherine? Radio. Catherine? She's, um...
1: You.
0: She's taking a phone call. Um...
3: All right, what was that about?
0: Oh, about, uh, um, That's all good. Oh, no, 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 I'll go through. papers. Smith. Hey, here's a good one. I love fake look-likes. There was a fake Michael Nesmith of the Monkees in Australia in the 70s. There was a fake Ringo Starr a few years ago who even appeared on a few television... But when I say fake, I don't mean lookalikes. I mean people who actually try and blag stuff. Here's a great one. A Rod Stewart lookalike is blagging free meals and booze at restaurants and bars, the sun can reveal. The bogus singer has spiky blonde hair and a London accent, like the real Maggie May singer. They've used the word singer twice in the same sentence. I would say poor show there. Poor show. He's using his locks to con grub and cocktails... From star-studded restaurants and bar owners in New York who think he's the real deal. Oh, hey. Hi.
3: Well, that, I'm Mark and Milton Keynes. What do you want? Oh, um, I'll tell you after. You, to have a go? No, no, no. Oh. Not to have a go at all, but with a potential story.
0: Oh, Mark, thank Rod Stewart lookalike. He's blagging free drinks and he free He doesn't meals. like Rod Stewart. Um, I've seen
3: this, though. He's using his hotness. He reckons he can get a bed three nights a week. I, um... And wash his socks.
0: I once filmed a television programme for Sky that I must upload on YouTube, where we took a David Beckham and a Posh Spice lookalike to Los Angeles. Well, sorry,
3: they didn't really look that much. No, well... Um, th- they, th- you don't have to, though, do you? If you've got the accent, you We can cool were anyway. followed
0: around by paparazzi. We got in. We managed to blag our way into the Ivy restaurant in Los Angeles, one of the most exclusive restaurants. And we blagged our way in. They wouldn't let us take the film crew in. But we blag- and I was their manager. We blacked our way in, um, and we were being shown to like the best table in the house. It was amazing. And then they went to the toilet, and then the fella realised that they weren't real posh and Bex. Just, I'll just take it there, Kels. Thank you. Uh, anyway, mental. He went he? mental Yeah he, he, he got really nasty And he threatened us With all kinds of uh, Legal action And indeed violence uh, But you couldn't You could have just
3: Taken your dinner away
0: Yeah we, it, With a good look like With a half decent Look like in the States We, we, got to, we were about to Test drive a 250,000 pound car um, But David Beckham Couldn't work out how To start it And the guy went You're not the real David Beckham are you No get out of the car (laughs) it was fun that programme I must upload that you can get
3: away with all sorts in America yeah if you've got the right accent you're you're on
0: you can you can
3: where was that story about
0: the um, catalogue I'm trying to find it well I uh, I can't uh, where did you see it hang on let me have a look you have a little look there's a story the Matalan catalogue I don't think it was in the sun, but I'm having a little look. The Matalan catalogue it really is people trying to make up a story when actually there isn't a story, okay? So the Matalan catalogue which I think has here it is. You go you, you have a look at it. Right, that. here go we go. On.
3: Matalan monkey outfit race row, black kids ape suits. I mean that makes it sound worse than it is. Yeah. Clothing giant Matalan has provoked fury after getting two black kids to model monkey outfits. Oh, okay. The pair are in the chain's latest catalogue on the page selling animal-themed onesies. So we've got one, two, three, four, eight children, okay, two of them are black and one of them, um, I think that's a bear outfit. Well, do
0: you know what? I would call them bear outfits because I bought one of those for my boy and uh, it was a bear. They are labelled as monkeys. But they're all
3: different ones so there's two black children they can't both be in a monkey.
0: I've looked, yes they are. I've looked at the picture online Mm -hmm. and they are both labelled as monkeys, yes. So,
3: while the white boys and girls are dressed as ladybird, Bunny, Angry Bird costumes, the black young, as the only ones in monkey gear. One dad who reported the image to us said he was disgusted. The 40-year-old fumed, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Oh, it's either a major cock-up or someone is trying to have a laugh. We're living in a sensitive time and you'd have thought someone would have realised no. how bad this is. No, we're not.
0: We're, we're living in a time when uh, people... When I was a kid in the 70s, uh, it was it was quite common to call black people monkeys. I believe still, it still happens in, in, in football. Spanish football. Right? But I don't think... I don't think that young people, I don't think that people generally make the monkey-black person connection it anymore. It, it
3: wouldn't occur to my kids to do it's it.
0: It's such a seven, I mean, it's a horrible, horrible thing, but it's such an, I, I think, prove me wrong, dear listener, call up, it's such an old-fashioned, lazy racist concept to compare the two
3: well look I guess these parents grew up in that time and so perhaps are more sensitive to it and who am I to say as a white middle class woman what goes and what doesn't but I imagine all kids love monkeys so what are we supposed to do not sell monkey outfits
0: here's the thing I like um, if, if I'm if for some reason kids uh, are attracted to kids will come and talk to me if I'm out and about I'd, suddenly I'll be surrounded by kids I don't know what it it's is because
3: you've got a silly face
0: sorry mm. uh, and uh, I have hesitated and they stopped myself I, I call people a cheeky little monkey I've stopped myself doing it to black kids I have found myself catching myself do it because I am worried that someone will interpret I, I, it does not come in anyway from a racist uh, part of me but I'm worried that the parent might say what did you say it's that second guessing thing it's that second guessing thing and that kind of uh that's i don't know maybe it's a sensible thing to do because you if you can avoid misinterpretation then it's probably best to avoid it but i don't i don't this this is obviously not a racist thing can i I ask i know justin is out on a mission for us maybe we'll send him out on this as well a bit later on are people black and white offended by by monkeys is is that still seen as a racist thing because i'd be really sad if it is Oh eight, four, five, nine, four double five, five double five.
3: It's a really odd one, isn't it? Yeah. All kids love monkeys, don't they? Everyone loves a monkey. Oh, who doesn't like a monkey? Monkeys are awesome. I mean, monkeys can be fairly... Yeah. I've seen some of those documentaries. They're not all... Uh...
0: Well, I remember when I um, went to Monkey World years ago with a girlfriend. Uh, I love Monkey World in Dorset. It's the best place in the world. Uh, but one monkey started to... Um... Yeah,
3: well, it is a bit of a free-for-all, Yeah, I know. Right in front of my girlfriend. Yeah, and do you remember we had that... Did someone ring up about the monkeys at Woburn doing something?
0: Yeah, they just, they just can't stop. You know, yeah, they get, they mean, get excited. But,
3: but then they don't know.
0: They don't know. I think maybe they do. They're doing it for a laugh. <laughs> come here. there's another great story in here in the sun you
3: think they say here come the humans go on get out get out get out, it
0: out you de- here's a great one uh, so th- there's a great website online I can't remember what it's called <laughs> stuffoncats.com or something and basically stuff on cats. Stuff on cats. and basically it's pictures of cats and it's brilliant you can do it with your cat it's not cruel uh, I don't think where if you, you can put stuff on your cat and they'll just sit there and take it <laughs> and at some point they'll go I've had enough of this and they'll just get up and walk away yes. I'll find you the website it's brilliant so, so
3: like Cat Buckaroo Yes,
0: yeah, Cat Buckaroo well there's a new one now we used uh, to play that
3: on my friend Ben he was a faller asleep we used to just balance stuff on him this
0: his. is the best thing ever Pussy Sat Moggies who find, find Who's Top Dog and it's loads of pictures of cats with dogs sitting on top of them isn't that brilliant <laughs>
3: cat doesn't look pretty impressed on that one, to look be fair. Look
0: at that one! He's got a bum right on his head! <laughs> it's
3: brilliant!
5: Uh,
0: oh.
3: <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't it know. It just is, though, isn't it?
0: It, it is... Uh, wow,
3: they're really squashed. <laughs> I'm
0: going to... F- uh, at Ian Lee, follow me. I'm going to tweet the uh, stuff on Cat's um, uh, link. Sonia's in Luton. Morning, Sonia. Good
9: morning. Are you offended
0: by monkeys?
9: Well, no, not really, no. Oh, I'm not offended by monkeys I don't find of that offensive Right and, um, You know, I'm a black British girl And uh, I grew up in the 70s Right, okay
0: So you're black Yeah And uh, t- two black kids dressed uh, in I mean, they don't, don't look like monkeys But two black kids in, uh, w- in onesies With little ears on With little it? ears They're labelled as, as uh, monkey suits All the white kids are dressed as other animals You don't have a problem with that?
9: No, because it's a monkey suit It's clothing
0: Yeah, well no.
9: There are, there are. Is this one of those made-up
0: stories, or are there actually black people who would go? Oh, I can't believe they've put these kids in monkey suits. That's yeah, racist. It
9: surprise me, because I can tell you, I collect Gollywogs, Oh, and um, when I have a Gollywog in my house, yeah, I've got quite a few, and I get, you know, West Indian people, my friends. I've got a lot of mixture. Why? Why do and you, they you collect promise? them? Why? Yeah. Because it reminded me of the, the you know, the 70s yeah. on Robertson's Jam Jar. Yeah. You know, it's just like the old times.
0: The old times.
9: Yeah. didn't, you know, like you would get blackjacks as sweets.
0: Yeah, but I don't think blackjacks were referring to black people. Oh, they, they did, did
3: used have little pictures of did on Did they really? Yeah.
0: Did that? I didn't. I never no, used to no, like, like um, blackjacks. Not don't for that reason. I like the taste.
9: But I still get the comments. Yeah. Get the comments. So your friends don't like your collection. Well, my friends, they they know I like it, they bring it to me. But it's only certain friends that come to my house yeah. that are black. Say, why do you collect gollywogs? That's racism.
0: Sonia, thank you very much indeed. I have to do this, and I feel silly for doing this. There'll be some people offended by the the GW word. We're supposed mm-hmm. to say golly now. Um, so I just have to apologise. I don't. I have to apologise because that's kind of what we have to do here. I, I, I'm not offended by the word, but I know that some people are offended by the word. Thank you for that, Sonia. Oh uh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us uh, call, you got anything? We won't. Play, we haven't got time for a song now. So you got anything else in the papers?
3: Oh, um, a very very successful lawyer married a graying actor over the weekend. That was nice, wasn't it?
0: Congratulations to them.
3: And um, that happened in Venice. And um, there was also oh this this story about Linda Bellingham.
0: Oh, this is. Sad. I, I had such a crush on Linda Bellingham I love
3: her she talked a lot about the 70s and about how she, she took some roles that maybe she's not as proud
0: of um. she's had such bad luck she um, was, was a victim of domestic abuse mm-hmm. uh, she's had a, a rough ride, and she's brilliant and she's not very well is she?
3: no she's not at all she's um, thanked fans for their support after announcing she's only got weeks left to live oh man um, the much loved TV star says she's set to pass away shortly after Christmas she's going to stop chemo she can't, she can't be bothered with it anymore um, for terminal cancer she's 66 uh, wrote on Twitter just hours after making the announcement Hi everyone, just to say thank you for your support It means so much uh, Well, Am I right in thinking this
0: isn't the first time she's had cancer? She's had it before, yeah, and it's been going on for a while Well, I'm sorry to hear that, that's very sad, isn't it? Oh, wait, 08459 455555 five, five, five. We've, we've done the golly debate before Let's try and focus on monkeys, shall we? Is anybody really offended by them? In 2014, do we still... I mean, if someone were to say it to a black person in an aggressive, derogatory way that would be obviously unexpected. Acceptable, but I that that very rarely happens these days. I think you may not be able to go potholing, Catherine, but you're going to join us.
3: No, please don't do that.
0: She's going to join us, Kelly Betts I don't... <laughs> and Justin Dealey. Yeah. yeah, on a what are we doing, Just? We are going ghost busting no. for Halloween. No, yeah, please, can we not do that. We're going to go and stay in a haunted house, all four of us, like Ooh. the Scooby Doo team. You're Velma. <laughs>
3: I've seen this film, right? And it doesn't end well.
0: And we are going to do a special. Uh, Halloween spooky special show Where we stay in a house Overnight Right First of all
3: Staying in a house overnight With you is, is, is Scary
1: enough Yeah Secondly mm. You jump out of me here Yeah And yeah. terrify me I've yeah. got my outfit planned already Really Yeah a You're
0: whi- very quiet in there today Kels
1: A white sheet With um, holes in the eyes
0: but I don't think, yeah that, that'll do it yeah great go right. because yeah. I thought you were against, when we suggested this morning I thought you were against it Catherine because you just didn't want to spend a night with us but you're actually scared of the ghost no
3: I'm not scared of the ghost I'm scared of you because <laughs> you launch, jump out me all the time
10: just sort it out for us, mate no, Listen, please I'm going to oh, no. sort this out I'm going to sort this out Because I think Catherine is um, is a non-believer oh, I'm not I'm y- a wetter y- You've said you're a non-believer <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a non-believer and a wetter That's a heady combination Oh, uh,
10: after that <laughs> night out You certainly will be a believer Yeah, we're going to do it Yeah, we are We,
0: I, we are going to do I'll it
1: I'll look after you, Cass <laughs> Kelly's tiny <laughs> yeah, I'm an unsuspecting person
0: what? No one... <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. Justin, busy day for you this morning. We've got yep. two things for you. Yeah. First thing... And where have I put it? I'm all over... Um, you want to get a bookmark. Uh, <laughs> some post-its. You can't get a bookmark for papers. First thing. Right. There you go, Ooh, Catherine. You um, you give him that. OK. This
3: is um, a woman police chief. Uh, and we'll find out whether or not she is defending this colleague who described a shooting victim's fiance as some bit of skirt. Wow. Um, and also talked about... Um, he's also filmed saying, what's this girl like then? Is she a bit of a looker? What would you want to do... Why would you want to do 15 years in prison?
0: This is our local police force, guys.
10: Yeah. If you live in Luton, just
3: get a reaction on that, really.
10: This is Martin Gale, the man who squeezes a chicken w- when they arrest somebody. Is that correct? Is, is that the same? Yeah. Detective Constable it, Martin it Gale. It's the no, same.
3: Gary Hales. <laughs> I don't know who Martin Gale is.
10: <laughs> it's Martin Gale. According to this, it's Martin Gale. Hang on a second. Let's have a little I've look. I've got Gary
0: it. Hales. Uh, Gary Hales refers to someone as a bit of skirt right um, the um, Gary Hales is also shown squeezing a, a rubber chicken right okay who have you just libeled uh, <laughs>
10: <Martin laughs> detective constable Martin Gale caught on camera making remarks maybe it's two different people I don't I've know got
0: Ga- <laughs> what, what are you looking at those I'm looking at the Daily Mail online those names are no, I've got I've got Gary uh, uh, let's stick with what's in the paper Gary Hales Ooh, okay uh, but uh, but uh, Mr. Gale we Apologize if we've libeled you. If we haven't, we're gonna come and get you at some point. <laughs> it's not, like, well that, that kind of slightly pokes holes in the Daily Mail story if they've got two different names, one online and one in the paper.
3: Well, how do we approach this? Because do we get reaction just to what may or may not have been said and we haven't seen it, or do we talk about office banter? Are there things said at your work that you wouldn't want printed? The thing is
10: it's not office banter, is it? And the well, reason is according
3: to the paper the police that they say it's office banter.
10: Well, it, it can't be office banter because office banter happens in the office and it's left there. This, of course, they were filming for for a documentary, and that's going to be on national TV. So it's not just office banter. What they're saying in the office is going to be seen and heard um, on television to
0: millions of people. It, it, it's, it's interesting because every everywhere where people work, th- there are inappropriate jokes made that, if taken out of the context of that room mm-hmm. or that work environment, would be deemed as, as Doc, I mean, doctors have the blackest sense of humour there is because hey, they're dealing with dead people. Yeah, that's true. So some of the comments they make are, are wholly. Inappropriate. Some of the stuff we say here, if it were to go on, you know, taken out of context.
10: But you know, if if, personally. I don't think there's anything wrong every now and again if you're going to refer to somebody as some bit of skirt. That, for me, hang on, that, for me, is just a bit of banter, okay? Um, But we are talking here about somebody who was uh, with the partner of somebody who was shot in Lucent. That's a serious, horrible case. I was there that morning. That, for me, is totally inappropriate in those circumstances.
3: Oh, I just think it's inappropriate anyway, but... People say stupid things, don't they?
0: They do. They do. But how the- do you want to play this, Kath? Do you do you want do you want that is a bit of skirt offensive, or do you want it specifically for this um, this police story? Your call.
3: Bit of skirt, I think. We we for, think should we go? More people can get handled. Should like we go for I? that? Is yep. a bit
0: of skirt an, an inappropriate even office pants Is it inappropriate? Like yeah, let's do that. Yeah, bit of skirt, and then uh, later on. There's a great... I don't know if you've seen the picture of the um, uh, the Matalan catalogue, just. Right. Loads of kids dressed up in various little animal onesies. There are two kids, two black kids, dressed up uh, in uh, monkey outfits. Right. Some people are claiming this is racism. Oh, come on. Uh, some people are, are very, very upset. I don't think... I don't think that the majority... I, I think it's people wanting to be upset. Why would that be racist? I don't get it. Uh, I, I, I don't get that. We'll get you to listen. We'll, we'll give you the story a bit later on, Justin, when we speak to you. If you take that bit of skirt out to the street, please. Yep. Not a problem, Speaks boss. Speak to you later on. Ta-ta! Take care. cheers. There we go. double five five double five. Take that bit of skirt out onto the street. Bit of skirt. Catherine, off you go. Bit of skirt. Really? You see what, I, see what I was doing there? Mm. Um, I, what I'm saying is. That I'm a bit of skirt. Yes. I don't think anyone would describe me as that. Uh, I nearly said something. Like, talk about inappropriate. I nearly said something wholly inappropriate. <laughs> I have
3: been described as very chase around a roomable. That was when I was in teens.
0: Who, who, who? Why? Because you're quite slow. No. Is that what that's about?
3: No. I think it was a. I think it was a cheeky comment about how uh, delectable I was in my youth.
0: <laughs> delectable. <laughs> how did you get the job as head of sick form?
3: Yeah, that was another one.
0: Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Through there, look, it's Kelly Betts Hello. Yeah, and it's Catherine Boyle. Yo. Okay, you're both really quiet today.
1: Are we? L- how
0: n- now. 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 Oh, no, sorry, not quite. Irritating. Yes, that's it. You're both really irritating today. Anyway, lots on the show this morning, including campaigners hit out at police documentary, kids at risk through social worker shortage, and is it ever acceptable to refer to someone as a bit of skirt? Justin Daly doesn't see a problem. Do you? 08-459-455-555.
1: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, right, uh, 8
0: 455 555 is the telephone number. The campaign group Justice for Leon is furious about the decision to film a documentary at Luton Police Station. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died in hospital last November, hours after being taken into custody. His family and friends are still waiting to find out what happened. Well, joining me now is Michael Doherty, the director of the accountability campaign justice for now. Morning, Michael. Morning, Ian. Uh, You're also involved in the Justice for Leon campaign. What are your objections to this documentary?
4: Well, I think think you've already heard that there's been a sort of uh, dialogue with the council, with the uh, campaign group and various other, the the cohesion group in Luton, who've all expressed real concerns that this, is, this programme's going to be aired at this time. And um, it seems it's fallen on deaf ears. Colette Paul, the Chief, Const- or Chief Constable of Bedfordshire, said that she's listened to the concerns, but that seems all she's done, she hasn't acted on those concerns.
0: So, so you're, the, 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 wor- the sole worry is that it's going to be screened near the anniversary of Mr Briggs' death?
4: Well, I think there's a real real concern out there that this is just some sort of PR puff piece. Um, Bedfordshire Police in particular Luton is under some serious scrutiny at the moment. Um, you've had there's a current trial going on in relation to the Attic Galli case. There's uh, obviously the death and custody of Leon Briggs. You've had the Deputy uh, Police and Crime Commissioner resign recently and an investigation into the Police and Crime Commissioner. So I think there's a real confidence crisis in the area in terms of policing. And it seems that this is a very well positioned PR piece. Um
0: well, you're, you're, you'll be uh, delighted to see that it's backfiring then, won't you? As it is in the papers I, today. I, I was,
4: I was going to say, I mean, you know, Colette Paul's um, publicly said she supports the uh, video internal of a police um, in the area and that it was a high-risk strategy. And I, I, I would question the judgment of any chief constable who's taking high-risk strategies in this area. And I agree with you. You know, the things that you've put out on air this morning about the sort of miss. Mis- Oligarchic views of some of the police officers in there about talking about women as bits of skirt. Um, I think it does look like it's going to backfire. But, but
11: with your, your your two
0: complaints, then Michael, with, with the greatest respect, that, that they have no no weight. But I, mean, I mean, Colette Paul has said that this won't be screened uh, on the anniversary of Mr. Briggs' death, so that's 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 that one covered. Uh, and and if you're worried it's going to be a puff piece, well, it looks like it isn't. So well, we surely should, you've got no concerns I, then?
4: Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. in. I'm going to be obviously watching it myself, and I think that. In this sort of day and age um, with social media, it's very difficult for the truth not to get out. And I think this is going to be quite interesting on social media to be following on Twitter, etc., on how this is actually being really received by the public. I, I just don't think it should go ahead. We've got, as you're well aware, a campaign called Leon's Law. We're asking for police officers in the area to wear body-worn cameras in all interactions with the police. Now, as a campaign group, this is a a campaign that we developed, it was fully endorsed by the local democracy, by all councillors unanimously, so we've got, on one hand, uh, the chief constable of Bedfordshire not supporting Leon's law, where there's real coverage of her police officers out and about, which protects both them and the public. So
0: are the local police not wearing... I thought they were wearing body cameras.
4: They are wearing them, but the, the, the issue there is it's, in some respects, meaningless, because the discretion for the police officer to switch it on and switch it off rests with that individual police officer. They talk about privacy issues. And but then, if
0: like, I would have th- again, I would have thought you, you you would have been happy that they are, that the police are being followed around or have been followed around by a film crew, uh, and the uh, Colette Paul and the other members of the police service have no editorial control.
4: Well, I, I, I disagree with that. I mean, I think it's people's behaviour. I'm sure you would agree. Once a cameras put on them, will change considerably.
0: But you, but you want them to have cameras on them
4: absolutely and if and if you look at the
0: um so so they've got cameras on them so so you you want them to have cameras on them and your your concern is their behavior will
4: change well in 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 the rialto study in california saw uh, i think it was an 80 percent drop in police complaints once video cameras were used in a situation when they were on all the time when they're switched on and off at the officer's discretion clearly that's not going to happen
0: no but th- but they've got th- th- that's that's them uh, having uh, g- carrying tiny cameras on them but but i can't understand why you're upset that they're being followed around by a film crew that is separate from the police service that will have their own agenda uh, the police service has no editorial control over this and as we've already seen episode one which goes out tonight that there are things coming out that i'm sure colette paul would rather didn't well, come out
4: i mean in terms of coming out talking about being you know, skirt and stuff like that. It's hardly the same as for example, um, someone being beaten up in custody. I don't think things like that are going to go on on camera in front of Channel 4.
0: Well, no, it's not, but that—that that, again, that's no reason to dismiss the Channel 4 documentary because you're not going to see someone beaten up in a police cell. You're still going to see things gonna, that we don't normally see.
4: We, we are going to see things that we're not going to normally see, I would agree. And I'm go- i am certainly going to be watching it myself and I'm certainly going to be commenting on the, on the, the programme. I certainly... Believe it will backfire on 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 Luton, on Berkshire police. This high risk strategy, um, but I don't think you are going to see the real picture in. I don't think. Of course not. It's
0: a television programme.
4: Of course, you, and, and in terms of editorial control, there's uh, uh, this this clear suggestion that there is absolutely no editorial control. That's plainly wrong. No,
0: not absolutely, No, uh, the, the, it says here, and we'll we'll put these to collect. Paul, the force wave. This is from the Daily Mail. The force waived any control over content, except in two cases because of family and editorial reasons.
4: Right, and there's obviously a legal agreement drawn up, which the public haven't seen between for those the, for
0: those two for those uh, oh. for those two cases.
4: Well, I mean, I you know
0: for legal I, reasons, they're, 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 and we'll put this to collect Paul, but yeah. I would imagine legal reasons. You can't. There, there are there's, some there's, things you can't talk about on the telly.
4: The program that made the um, was it the the A and E coverage. They did the um, one born every minute, which is obviously a very successful program. Um, seemed very you know good, well received by the public. I guess we'll have to wait and see. And when you talk about the anniversary of uh, Leon Briggs' death in, in November the 4th, I mean, this airs t- the night before, um, is it a 20 series program that they're running now yeah. on, on Luton? So, you know, it, 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 the timing is very close. The I, I think it was said last night by one of the campaign members that I bet they don't show the vigils outside Luton Police Station um, the sort of
0: Leon Briggs doesn't get, I, I, as far as I'm aware and again well, we haven't seen it we went to see I, 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 we have been ass- it's been a- stated that there is no mention of Leon Briggs in I mean, the series
4: yeah absolutely and, uh, and I think you know things like the individual the outside the police station which is clearly a very um, local you know uh, highly known about um, matter you would have thought that that would be. It?
0: But, like, but, but hang on, it, it. It, you, Michael, you're kind of, uh, with the greatest no. of respect, you're sort of flipping and flopping a little bit. You're saying you, you, you don't want the series to go ahead it it'd be a puff piece and then you admit that some stuff has already come out that actually is quite negative yeah, towards the police. You're saying it's disrespectful to, to Leon Briggs to have it being yeah. shown the day before, but yet you're upset that there won't be any mention of we him are. in it. Michael, li- is it just, let me just put this to you, is it just that you, you have beef with Luton Police, rightly so, or wrongly, and that you won't be having
4: whatever they do. Ian, we are where we are. Colette Paul has obviously made an executive decision to carry on with the programme irrespective of the views of the community which have been very well expressed to her. So we are... Irrespective of, of the views of
0: certain members of the community.
4: If the piece is... Well, I don't know. I mean, if you're, if you're democratically elected councillors who sat on the uh, community cohesion group also vote unanimously that they shouldn't go ahead it would be inappropriate. I don't know. Do you not think they reflect the views of the local public?
0: Uh, it was agreed to be filmed months before Leon's death wasn't it
4: again so so it's said
0: well it, it, it was agreed to do this documentary months before Leon's death yeah it's, it, it is said yes
4: we're well, we're well aware of look if you, if you look you at, don't believe uh, that the internet's awash with with video of police officers behaving in highly yeah, the
0: internet... W- w- Michael. With the great respect, the internet's a wash with videos I mean, of UFOs. You know, it's it, it, well, it, uh, you can't well, really back everything it, on what you've seen on the internet. In
4: it, well, let's let's take for example the In Tomlinson case in London. Well, no, let's 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 no, Michael, let's American Michael, Michael, let's no, it's not important because
0: it's a case that I don't particularly know about, and we are speaking specifically about Luton police.
4: The world knows. The world knows about a video taken Michael. of police officer
0: battering Michael. An individual Michael. Let's, let's, no, no, I'm not going to let you finish because it, it it is irrelevant to this it's irrelevant really. to this documentary that's I, I taking a place
4: video of what police officers are, some police officers okay. are actually doing on and the and
0: obviously police. you're not going to see that in a Channel 4 documentary about the police but no, I, no, I put it, it, it to you again that you, you you have beef with Luton Police rightly or wrongly uh, and that whatever they do you won't be happy my with my issue
4: in my issue rests with accountability Okay, accountability of policing if the police were actually serious about um, having a firm established system of accountability then that's, that's all, all great. But you're not going to establish accountability by sticking in a TV no. uh, crew to film what is effectively some sort of police soap.
0: No, I don't think that they've said that this for is family, to make them accountable, is it?
4: But a family in the Luton area who have lost a son in Luton custody, who's died in Luton custody...
0: An investigation is ongoing, later, isn't it?
4: ...who one year later have no answers... But that's, is that not separate? I mean, the
0: investigation is... Of course it's horrible. and We've, we've spoken to, to many of the campaigners, and it's, it's terribly tragic. It's terribly sad. But um, I I'm not sure I quite see the connection between that well, and between this t- this television series. Well,
4: Colette Paul says, you know, that the public have a right to know what goes on behind closed doors in Luton Police Station. I fully agree with that. But I don't think that we're going to... We're, we're, the public going to actually find out what goes on behind Luton... Luton the closed doors of Luton Police Station in this documentary. I'm sure you would agree that when you put the TV crew in, this is very overt filming of them, their behavior will change, of course. It's not going to be exactly what you uh, would happen on a day-to-day basis. The, film, the TV crews have gone now. They'll be back to exactly how they were. I accept that there are some issues, for example, the bit of skirt comment that's come out now, but they're hardly they're hardly at the same level.
0: Well, Michael, we listen. We have to end it there. In, in, in fairness, I'm doing what I never like doing. I'm talking about a TV show that I ain't seen, uh, and I I always struggle around that. And I, I, it's one of the things I try and avoid, Catherine. I try right. not to talk about a TV show I haven't seen. No,
3: and I get that too. We'll be on to Channel Four, and it won't happen again.
0: Well, fingers crossed. We'll we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, I'm sure they'll send us out uh, some previews. Michael, thank you very much indeed. That's Michael Doherty, director of the Accountability Campaign Justice for Now. Your thoughts, please. Oh eight four five nine four. Strong local link, is it? Now, it's feared that a major national shortage of social workers is putting vulnerable children at risk. Last month, Buckinghamshire County Council was rated inadequate by Ofsted, who found that 261 children who needed help hadn't been allocated a social worker. Well, in a moment, we'll hear from Trevor Boyd, who's Buckinghamshire County Council's Interim Strategic Director of Children and Young People Services. <gasps> but first, let's talk to David from Hertfordshire, who's a practising social worker. Morning, David. Uh, good morning. Well, what, what's it like being a social worker? What, what kind of stuff do you have to do?
12: What kind of stuff do we have to do? Well, we uh, we deal with most of uh, human humanity's problems. You know, we deal with everything everything from alcohol related uh, problems, uh, drug related problems. Um, it can be anything really. Uh, I'm not, in my particular field, I work with uh, mainly with uh, older people. Um, but um, there is a lot of um, uh, work around uh, people's general problems. They may have debt problems, they may have things like that. They may need pointing in the right direction. Um, but it's mostly my work is with the elderly, so I do the financial assessments uh, and the general assessments for uh, people. It's a tough job, isn't it? Because yeah. if it,
0: you, you can be accused of sticking your nose in too much, and if something goes wrong, you then get accused of uh, not helping out enough.
12: Well, we 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 obviously, you know, we're working in a time of uh, unprecedented cuts in services and uh, financial support from the government. Obviously, between now and twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, in real terms, we'll have seen a reduction in our funding by something like thirty forty percent. Now, you know, to actually be in that situation at a time of growing demand, because obviously there's. Uh, the, the elderly population is increasing um, also the, the obviously there's been an increase in uh, child protection referrals generally so demand is going up and resources are going in the opposite direction and I think that is part of the problem with the job Stressful? Very stressful yes And how They're do you very, deal with that? Well I think you have to be a tough character to do the job these days and um, I've been doing it a, a long time I'm kind of used to dealing with these issues, but yeah. So I mean, you have to be professional about it as, as far as you can be, and uh, you know, um, like every other job, you try to to switch off and when you when you finish, as far as you're able to do that, it's not always totally possible um but yes i mean it it is a job that requires resilience and uh, commitment and really it's not just a job i mean for for me it's more of a vocation
0: do you get do you still get shocked by things
12: not so much now um i i still get sh- shocked sometimes at the level of poverty and uh you know the squalor that i see with uh, some people live in for all sorts of different reasons so uh, that's still Shocks me in a very rich country that we that we have people in such dire circumstances sometimes.
0: has uh, uh, turns to assessing a lot of cases over the telephone rather than face to face to kind of because they're so busy. What do you think of that?
12: Well, I think that obviously the, the higher end stuff, the you know, we do I do with a lot of uh, adult protection case work. Um, now, obviously, that that currently has to be dealt with by qualified social workers um, we have tried that ourselves, we've tried over the phone assessments, we do some reviews in that way, uh, of people's care um but some, I don't particularly think it's a good idea because it doesn't give you a full picture of of the client. But I understand why local authorities would want to do, to do some work in that way because of the sheer demand. It comes down to resources in the end, but you have X numbers of social workers mm. and you have demand. So you have to find some way. Prioritizing what is the most important work uh, to deal with immediately because it's often you are dealing with it uh, very quickly when it's adult protection case work, and, and then the maybe lower level reviews and things like that, you can do some reviews by telephone. But as a general principle, of telephone assessment um, I don't think is uh, where you will get the full picture. And often, the client's perspective of what they need or their problem. May, may be slightly different from that of the social worker, the, what they're diagnosing their own problems. Yeah. Most, you know, we are good usually at doing that, but that's not always the case.
0: David, listen, I've got to move on. I appreciate your time. That's David, who's a social worker from Hertfordshire, joined now by Trevor Boyd, Buckinghamshire County Council's Interim Strategic Director of Children and Young People's Services. Morning, Trevor. Good morning. 261 kids needed help, hadn't been allocated a social worker. That's pretty poor, isn't it? They have been allocated to social worker now, yeah, I mean... They have a, now? Yes, they have. So there, yeah. are, there are no children who need help that haven't been allocated to social worker? That's right.
13: How did that you manage right. to sort that out? We, well, we've had... Um, th- th- what's led, what led to that was been a, 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 two particular things, really. We had a huge increase in referrals uh, between 2012 and 2014. Um, they almost doubled in the last two years, and we had... Um, we have particular uh, recruitment retention problems in certain teams, and uh, of course that's not just a Bucks problem. That's a national problem. And uh, I don't know if you know, but the um, the average expected working life for a social worker is seven years. You know, compared with twenty five years for a doctor and sixteen years for a nurse. It's it's to do with the stress of the job, as David has just said. The person you just interviewed. You know, these are these are these are really difficult jobs. They're the, one of, they're one of the most rewarding and important jobs, but very difficult. So we how had, did it get to the position of two hundred? Hundred sixty one kids needing help but, but not getting it? Well, because we didn't have the sufficient staff at that time and um, we had a doubling of, of referrals. We had 143% increase in referrals from the police and 139% increase in referrals from health. This was a huge spike in demand. Why was that, do you think? Um, I think in, in some way we, we've looked into that and um, a lot of it is to do with understanding thresholds for our intervention. So some of the referrals actually were not, were not appropriate for us. They right. didn't really meet our threshold, but we still had to deal with them and assess and so that was a huge increase in work, but um, we've brought in additional agency workers, and um, we're now um, we're now able to allocate all of that work. But we're not out of the woods in terms of um, having a stable and largely permanent workforce yet, and that's something we're doing uh, we addressing urgently. Recruiting uh, overseas, how's that going? Well, we haven't started that yet. Right. We're looking into it. We did do it a few years ago, actually, um, and. Um, we we recruited about 20 social workers from South Africa. Um, they, they, some of them, we, 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 we expected them to stay for at least two years, and, and many of them did, but some went back. It's, um, it is an area that other authorities have looked at, and, and it can be successful. So we are looking into that again. Because, what are the benefits you know, of, of, of it? well it's just about getting additional staff right. to be honest with you. It's, nothing, it's not about overseas workers being any more capable or competent. It's, so is there a this, shortage of British social workers th- there? This is a national problem. Yeah. It really is. and I, I do think government uh, and the Department of Health need to address this perhaps via a national campaign to uh, promote the profession in the same way that they did for nurses and teachers. You remember over mm. the last few years you saw big adverts in the daily press, television I, I think the social work profession is a really important job and I think I think government need to um, need to you know have a campaign and try and promote the profession, try and attract people from school into it. The term social
0: worker, it has kind of become and I've had dealings with social workers through various members of my family. It, it, it has kind of got a, a, a bad press, hasn't it? It's, it's either the meddling social workers or social workers that don't do enough. How do you yeah. combat
13: that? Well it's a difficult one. David just said that didn't he? You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. I think if you for every for every national ca- Case where you know, where there's a child death or an adult death and, those, and obviously one case is one too many don't get me wrong but for every one of those there's thousands and thousands of, pe- of adults and children who are protected day in day out and of course that doesn't get any publicity because it's not particularly newsworthy is it but I think if the government could help uh, promote the good stories the positive uh, interventions that social workers make to protect people and, and, and you know uh, keep people out of, of risk I think that would help to promote the profession
0: Trevor, it's part of your problem uh, uh, that London pays more than you do, don't they? That is a problem for us, yeah, that is So um, how, how are you going to attract you know, good, talented, skillful
13: people away from London? Well, I think this, this is what happens, you see. All authorities now are competing for an increasingly diminishing pool of social workers. And, of course, we've got London, as you say, near to us. So what we're doing, we're looking at, as other authorities are, at making special payments to incentivize people, attract people to join Bucks, and to remain in Bucks, where, where we've got particular staff we, in, in teams where we have particular difficulty in filling posts. We're doing that. But it's not just about money, of course. Um, social workers say, yes, money is important, but it's about having manageable cases. Caseloads and regular supervision and so on. These are really important elements of social work because, as David said, you know these are stressful jobs, and you need to know that your managers are going to be supervising you regularly, and you've got caseloads that aren't ridiculous and, and, and don't enable you to do work properly on them.
0: Trevor, thanks very much for your time this morning. Trevor Boy, Buckinghamshire. I'm not going to read the whole title again; it's a long one. But thank you very much indeed. <laughs> uh oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Is it ever acceptable to call someone a piece of skirt, a bit of skirt? This new uh, documentary about um Luton Police, which I'm looking forward to, starts tonight on channel Four. Uh, Detective Constable Gary Hales We think that's his name We're not 100% sure Well the paper's are The paper's we Two different names <laughs> Give him two different Let's assume he's Mr. D- D- Detective Constable Gary Hales He's shown referring to um, uh, uh, The victim of uh, a shooting His fiancée has some bit of skirt now, we'll put that to Colette Paul and Ollie Martins a little bit later on in the show. But is that phrase ever acceptable? Dealey doesn't see a problem with it, but then Dealey is from 1982.
3: Yeah, he is Sid James. I would have a problem with it. I think it objectifies women and reduces them to, what, an item of clothing. Would you like it if we called you a bit of pants?
0: Well, we're not, I'm not calling you a... The, the, the term is not a bit of knickers.
1: All right, a bit Sometimes of, yeah, there's no, a... Pants as in trouser pants.
0: Oh, no, don't say that. We're not America. They're trousers. Okay.
1: A bit of trousers... I wouldn't mind that. It's am the same. <laughs>
0: you're, you're, he's a nice bit of trouser.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Ooh, yay! No, in fact, in fact,
0: I insist that you call me a nice bit of trouser.
1: <laughs> well, not if you a know nice one. bit.
0: What? Hmm? A bit. Uh, <laughs> There's
3: some Texas.
0: Go on then. <laughs> Let's do them after the news. All right then. Fine, boss.
1: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
14: <laughs> this is <laughs> Ian Lee.
1: BBC Three Counties the,
14: radio. Um,
0: the reason, hello this is Ian Lee, Catherine Bowles there, the reason for the slight delay was we were discussing Joe Longthorne <laughs> yeah. And whether she, uh, we were, I was making a Joe Longthorne reference uh, and she got it and I said oh it's nice working with an old woman who gets my references from the early 80s It's not that I'm old it's that I'm coming And I think, think Joe Longthorne, it's a class divide it Totally
3: is, my granddad had all his tapes Did he have tapes Joe yeah. Longthorne? Yeah he was a singer yeah but a, a, a sh- no but a proper singer not.
0: Charlie Bussey, he did that diamonds are forever
3: <laughs> he did all that but he did some straight did he well stuff yeah
0: he's um he was very poorly wasn't he he's still he's still yeah. around he had cancer I think and yeah. he's yeah, but he's still around Joe Longstorm was for those who don't know for those middle class and upwards was
3: uh, um 80s well, entertainer bleached blonde was he in, Was some in a sort of 80s way was he the impressionist he was as well yes he could do he was proper sort of club style comedian type he could do Shirley Bassey yeah
0: and that was it that I was his he was always on um, l- uh, uh, he was always being commanded by the uh, <sighs> the royals to do a variety performance by the way hello
3: I caught a bit of the Palladium yesterday the what what the hell is that
0: Sunday night at the London, Pla- London Palladium heck, it
3: was 1982 again except not as good what was going I,
0: I didn't realise someone went was- a holiday what for- someone
3: went a holiday
0: who was hosting it
3: um, Jack Whitehall um, but he wasn't doing his usual Jack Whitehall. He was doing Jack Whitehall at the Palladium.
0: Okay, so he wasn't being rude.
3: Not as, not as rude, oh, no. Oh, So, Which was disappointing, always. Um, but it was just rubbish. They had Gemma Arterton, who is a oh, delightful yeah. actress, yeah. very talented. Yeah. She came on and did a bit from some musical where they're all talking about walking out. I think there well, might have been a little hint to the audience that maybe they should leave now
0: how bizarre <laughs> yeah it was, just, it was just
3: weird it was just weird
0: well they should get Joe Longthorn on there to they do his Shirley Bassey to. yeah He ought to wheel him out who uh, uh, Joe Longthorn there was also the guy And uh, my sister used to well, write- like Yarwood yeah I would of course and this is me <laughs> yeah it's the same as all your impressions mike because you i hate impressionists they're so smug impressionists and jugglers but there was a comedian in the and I, I cannot remember his name and my sister used to annoy me as a kid by doing his catchphrase i'll stop Mum. she's doing this catchphrase again and he, he wasn't stan boardman in the germans no 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 mom in the chip shop no he had, like, a sort of pale face. He was dressed up in a prison suit with, like, little arrows on, and he'd go, Slither. Ugh. Do you remember that? No! Who the hell was that guy? His whole act was him dressed in a prison suit going, Slither. He's doing hand, hand movements. Like right? jazz hands. Slither. And my sister would do that to me, and it would annoy that I was about six. This is about late 70s, early 80s. Who? oh eight four five nine, <laughs> four, double five, five, double, five. Who was the comedian that used to go slither
3: oh uh, stop saying it
0: you see you see that's the, the 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 reaction i had what was his name oh it's going to bug me now it's going to bug me. 08459 oh, double five five double five, five.
3: Something that's bugging some people is the latest Matalan catalogue. Oh,
0: you, you are so professional. Oh, I know. You are the professionalism this show lacks. I've yes. got a text on it. What, what is the, the Matalan catalogue? The Matalan, Matalan catalogue catalog
3: has eight children all dressed in animal onesies. Someone's noticed that the black boys, so two, two of black them. boys, are wearing monkey outfits. Although... Uh, we had to look to find out what the animal was because one of them looks like a bear
0: I, th- th- I've got those suits my boy and we bought them uh, thinking they were bears it does say if, if you uh, look at it online it does say that they are monkeys
3: so s- someone has taken exception What they've, found, they've quoted someone without a name saying it was awful
0: and they've also got someone off Twitter saying it was <laughs> racist you could find anybody off Twitter to say anything's racist exactly trust me things
3: get shoved around and people uh, cast judgments. that's what Twitter's for
0: yeah.
3: um, but we've got some text on this one it says with reference to the gollet oh we were talking earlier on to Sonia who is black she's from Luton she says she actually collects gollies because they just remind her of being a kid she doesn't see anything racist about those and she certainly doesn't see anything racist about monkeys Um, so we've got some word here from Liam in Bletchley who says with regards to the golly and perceived sexual innuendos he's talking about the bit of skirt topic as well two in one it's like tiptoeing around the potential minefield of other sensibilities in most cases it's just a bit of fun I get stick for being Scottish and I take no offence I think that you can get with much if careful who it's directed at and in what manner it's done
0: um, yeah, is there, we're going to send Justin out on this in a little bit. He's got something else for us at the moment. We will send him out on the monkey thing. I don't think I think I don't think people consider monkey in its generic term to be at all racist. Although saying that, I do as a white middle class guy with you know those attitudes, I do check myself if I'm talking to a little black kid and uh, I, I don't say, "Oh, you cheeky little monkey." And I've actually stopped myself saying that, and I refer to kids but as isn't cheeky it little sad monkeys. That that's even in your yeah. mind. Thanks.
3: Maybe one day we'll just be able to talk to each other like people without having to second guess ourselves. I
0: felt bad in the car yesterday because I was driving on the motorway and there was um, uh, a little girl looking at me out of the the side of her window. So I was waving and pulling silly faces as we used to do in the seventies. In the seventies, it was full; cars were full of kids turning around, waving to the car behind.
3: In fact, with us, it was a game. We'd count how many. Sometimes you'd get the old V sign back, which was rude. So I was waving
0: to her and pulling a silly face, and then I thought, "Oh, blimey, what are her parents going to think?" So I stopped because you might think you're a bit weird oh no Uh, On the subject of um, uh, the the skirt, bit of skirt. Here here you go, Justin. This is Carpet Mm. Martin on a bit of skirt. Yeah, go on. Carpet Martin says, a bit of skirt is a dreadful way to refer to women, even the fit ones. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit of banter as far as I'm concerned. He's also got an update on Joe Long... Do you remember Joe Longthorn, Justin? Oh, yeah, former guest on my show, the legend that is Joe Longthorn. He's got... uh, Carpet Martin says, Longthorn update, he lives next door to my mate in Blackpool, he still gigs. Fantastic. There we go, you see. Yeah, go on, Justin. Justin, a bit of skirt. The reason we're talking about this... A copper in Luton has described um, the fiance of someone who got shot as a bit of skirt. Yep,
10: Fascinating, really. As I say, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, um, saying it down the pub, but I think for this particular case, I think it's very, very wrong. And, of course, uh, this Fly on the Wall documentary this evening, Channel 4, 9 o'clock, is uh, in 20 parts. I can't wait for it. I think what the officer said here... When you think about what he was saying in general, I think was totally wrong. But you asked me earlier yeah. to go out into the streets and ask ladies, would they be offended if somebody referred to them as some piece of skirt? Some very interesting views here, boss. Here's what happened.
2: I would be offended if he says that because it's a bit of a rude word to say. find it annoying. So you wouldn't take it as a compliment? No, I won't take it as a compliment,
10: no. i take it being a rude word, annoying. If somebody said that to your face, okay, obviously somebody may say it behind your back as a bit of banter, but if somebody referred to you as some bit of skirt to your face, what do you think you might do? I punch the person and walk away. <laughs> I'm not gonna mess, listen, I'll let you go. Thank you very much. <laughs>
9: a bit insulting to really. Yeah, I wouldn't like
10: it. Some of my friends use that term. Tell us why it's so insulting.
9: Because it it, it doesn't involve you as a
10: person. You know, it's just a sort of like a bit of product, really. Piece of meat. Piece of meat,
15: yeah. Well, I think I'd be quite offended. It's quite a derogatory term to call any any woman, any lady. So, yeah, I'd be quite offended, actually. And I think I'd want to actually take that
10: further. To be honest, like I said, obviously the officer, he should be reprimanded. Or So, madam, somebody refers to you as a bit of skirt. Mm -hmm. Would you find that highly offensive? Not at all, not in the slightest. Tell me why.
8: Because I refer to men as several things. All kinds of things. It depends what the man's wearing.
10: There's a lot of women I've spoken to who said, you know what, I'd be highly offended by that. You're almost describing me as a piece of meat. Do you think these women are just a bit too sensitive?
8: Yeah, highly strong. Get over it. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit banter, a bit of fun. I've referred to men as several things and yeah meat look at look at the meat on the man yeah definitely why?
1: <laughs>
10: look at the meat on mm. the man Exactly this works both ways yes it's serious because we're talking about a documentary that's going to be shown to millions of people this evening what Gary Hale said in my opinion was wrong in reference to the victim's fiance but I think in general it's just a bit of banter Skirt. come on guys yeah come but on. Do you know
3: what the other side to this is this is the man who's going to be turning up when the worst has happened to this victim or this victim's fiance, mm-hmm. and asking her to trust him to take her case seriously. Yep.
0: Again, oh, Daly's agreeing with you on that. I
3: think yeah. that well, it's professionally in
10: this. Professionally, I was there that morning when he was shot, and the community were were in tears. It was terrifying for them. So yes, I agree on a professional level. This man knows, of course, uh, this is being filmed, so it's not technically office banter. But because
0: outs- outside of a police environment, yeah. you think it's just a fair bit of yeah, banter. You're down the pub if you go
10: into the football with your mates this is what lads do we need to get real here and as that lady well, said we can there get as well re- we can get real
0: yeah but is it but do, do we is it completely i mean but where do you draw the line look at the jugs on that where do you draw well, the you line
10: say that but i think if you describe somebody as some bit of skirt i think there's nothing wrong with that because this works both ways you heard the lady at the end there saying well i describe men in similar ways so it works both ways
0: Justin, excellent stuff, mate. Uh, mm. We're going to send you out on this Matalan monkey outfit race row, oh, as it's described in uh, um, uh, The Sun. I was so sad listening to your
10: comments earlier. Which ones? When you said that, that you wouldn't refer to a, a young boy as a
0: cheeky monkey yeah. just in case. Yeah. How sad is that? It's really sad. It's really sad, but in fairness, that probably comes from me. That's mm. probably me with kind of my white middle class chip on my shoulder. That, that's probably me being oversensitive. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure if I said it that, that I wouldn't get that, that it would be all right. Mm. But you're thinking it. What I have got
10: for you, if yeah. you want, I can tweet you a photograph of me in my monkey onesie. Would you like that? I, mate, I can't think of anything I'd rather see. So this you want morning.
3: five, three in this uh, this picture?
10: What, uh, what uh, selfies? How many? How
3: old? No, how huh? old were you?
10: Uh, well, um, I'm I was. Uh, it was last year. So what, thirty-three?
0: Okay, that that's um, fine. Justin, thanks very much. It's the phrase Matalan Monkey Outfit Race Row. Now, now, now. How could it be thirty-three last year if he's forty-eight now? <laughs> <year? laughs> the phrase race row. Gosh, you know where have we heard that before? It's, it's it's It seems to be a lot of fuss about nothing. Your thoughts on that, please. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Someone has uh, tweeted me. The Slither guy.
3: Yes, and I've had a few texts, but I've had some different ones. Um, oh, go on. Jimmy Cricket, wasn't it? No, no. that was. Come here. There's more. Remember, here, that there's one? more. There's more. There's more. Uh, someone else said it was Philip Cool. How formal, Phil- Philip Philip cool.
0: Philip cool. Philip cool Philip cool Philip Cool was the rubber-faced comedian who was also the rubbish-faced comedian.
3: Oh yeah, he made me feel a bit. He
0: would come up and do Thunderbirds. He was like
3: budget Jim Carrey, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was from Shirley and Milton Keynes. I'm sorry, I think you're wrong because we've got a few of these. Ray J, Roy J,
0: Roy J. I'm watching it now with, without the sound. It's as w- freaky as I remember it. Well, let's have a look. I've sent you the link. You can watch it with sound. Come and have a look at this guy. It is... Oh, I want to hear this. Look at how he walks on stage. He's on the Bob Monkhouse show, 1983. Look at Bob. Bob's looking very suave. Look look, look at how he walks on stage. You can understand. So I would have been nine or ten. This freaked the hell out of me. Oh, I do remember him. Do you remember him? <laughs> Look at him, he's doing the hands. I had the hands spot on, didn't I? I've not seen this for 30 years. I had the hands spot on. Oh, what's he doing? Slither. There's music, isn't there? Yeah. I tell you what, we'll get. Can, can we Can we, Can we? Can we um, pull Roy J off, Kelly, and um, we'll play it out on the air? Can we do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep. Yep, excellent stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm reading the Roy J story. It's very, very tragic. He died penniless in 2007. We'll play some Roy J later on and see if you remember him. What a strange, strange thing to have popped into my head. Slither.
8: As we head towards the weekend, it turns more unsettled and certainly cooler from the weekend onwards.
0: I like it cooler. Hey, Kelly, what's wrong? You look upset. Are you in a bad mood? I'm not in a bad mood. All right, I'm just asking. Just asking. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll have uh, the latest on Roy J in a little bit. I can see Catherine watching his act and laughing. Are you laughing oh. um, hysterically because it's funny and no, stands the test really of time?
3: Comfortable. He did the Schweppes advert as well. What do you mean? They're
0: weird. Did he do that? No, that's, oh, that's s- that was the square. square Crisps. Yeah, that was Lenny Henry. Yeah.
3: No, this one. Oh, you remember this one?
0: Okay. Well, it's Roy J Day here so people on... people uh, a
3: disco, and it, they've been sped up really fast. He yeah. goes, they don't need a secret.
0: He died penniless in Alicante in 2007. Gosh, that's sad, isn't uh, it? Yeah, really sad. But Exposed that- himself on stage in the 80s as well.
3: Oh, that's a bit of a no-no.
0: Yeah, a little bit of a no-no. It's a shame. I'm, I'm gonna, well, that's my day, spending uh, reading up on Roy J, so thank you for that. I can't remember why we were talking about him. Anyway, on to perhaps slightly more serious issues. Over the weekend, British warplanes have been involved in their first missions against the Islamic State group in Iraq since MPs voted to approve airstrikes. Tornadoes have taken off from Cyprus, armed with laser-guided bombs and missiles, and returned several hours later. They haven't fired at any targets, but gathered information for future attacks. I can speak now to Alistair Burt, a former Foreign Office Minister and Conservative MP for North East Bedfordshire. Morning, Alistair. Morning. Uh, You backed the motion uh, giving the go-ahead for military action. Why?
6: Because this uh, terror group, and by the way, please don't call them Islamic State, because that will offend a fair number of your listeners. This bunch of criminals are neither Islamic nor a state, and uh, we need to find another term to describe them. But they pose an imminent threat to our interests. They have killed British citizens. Uh, they have attacked people in Europe, as well as being immensely disruptive to millions of people within the region. They need to be combated in a number of ways. They need to be physically stopped from what they're doing at present, and then their corrupt ideology has to be dismantled, and that will be done by Muslim leaders and Muslim states in the region. But physically stopping those who are attacking and threatening people today is very important, and we're just lending lending a hand at part of that process.
0: The former head of the UK military, General Lord Richard, has uh, said that bombing them is is futile.
6: I don't think it's futile. I think David Richards uh, said quite rightly that in order to end this uh, this this threat, there will have to be action on the ground, and there are people fighting them on the ground. Uh, Kurdish forces the Free Syrian Army and others and that job will certainly have to be done. But I think being able to strike at their convoys as they move forward to attack positions as the Americans have already demonstrated, and Saudi and United Arab Emirates planes have demonstrated, can be effective and that work must be done. But it can't be done in isolation. So David Richards is right.
0: If we uh, just bomb um, them in Iraq, isn't there a danger that that they will all just kind of creep back to Syria and reform and rearm and still be a very powerful force? Uh, it, it, it's weird because this isn't a war with a country. It's spe- spread over different borders, isn't it?
6: You're absolutely right and they don't recognize any borders but just because the united kingdom has not taken a decision to join in action in syria doesn't mean that other people are not doing that of course uh, these terrorist forces will be attacked in syria they will be attacked by forces belonging to five different arab nations as well as the united states so that work will go on because you're absolutely correct they need to be stopped there and people will be fighting them but it's not uh, being the British position to be able to do that ourselves at present, uh,
0: th- there is an argument, that, uh, uh, although it's only air f- uh, strikes at the moment. That, that some people think that w- within a year, eighteen months, we will be sending British troops in on the ground. That's a possibility, isn't it?
6: It is a possibility, but I think it's a very faint one. And, and the reason I think that is is as follows: um, I think there are forces that are fighting this uh, group on the ground already and i think they need to be strengthened and they have the capacity to to do the job of ending this threat Uh, but secondly the presence of british or foreign troops on the ground you know it's not what the region needs the region needs to demonstrate that this is something that they can deal with i'm being very frank about it western troops in a Muslim country would be a position which would be exploited. Now, it's very clear that the vast majority of the Islamic world have condemned uh, these criminals and terrorists. Uh, I think that should remain the case, and what I would not want them to do is to be able to use the fact that they are fighting Western troops on the ground. And that's why I think the states in the region have got to take the responsibility. And our role should be to help supply them to enable them to do the job.
0: How many aircraft have we sent over there? It's not that many, is it?
6: No, it's a token force of six tornadoes, but they are equipped with some uh, highly sophisticated weaponry. The aim of which is to minimise any potential civilian casualties. Uh, our RAF is extremely good at targeted precision attacks. No one wants to see innocent civilians caught up in any of this. They're already under threat from these terrorist forces. And the United, and the United Kingdom forces have a specific role which they can play, but it is part of a much larger force.
0: Well, so, Alice, the final question, because you, your line's breaking up a little. Will, will, will six aircraft, obviously they're, they're highly uh, armed and highly skilled pilots, but will six aircraft really make any difference?
6: It won't make a large difference, no. Uh, the difference is made by us being part of a large alliance of states that have come together to meet this threat our presence is important our intelligence and logistics are important and it's important to those who are looking for friends to deal with this menace that they can count on the United Kingdom and that we can say that we are protecting our own citizens who are already under
12: threat from this organisation.
0: I'm sorry, I'm going to let you go because the line is, is, is breaking up slightly but I appreciate your time this morning. It's Alistair Burt who was uh, a former Foreign Office Minister and is a Conservative MP for North-East Bedfordshire.
1: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Your thoughts on that?
0: Here's something. I was supposed to be on Sky News on Sunday morning, okay? I go on there occasionally to review the papers. And I got a phone call on uh, the Saturday afternoon saying, Ian, I've got some uh, some bad news. We're going to have to cancel you tomorrow because of uh, the, the airstrikes, it looks like there might be airstrikes overnight and I said, oh, well, that's a shame Well, at least I get a lie-in And the, the girl said Yeah, well, every cloud has a silver lining And then she went, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that Every cloud has a silver lining Wow Th- Thanks, Isis, I get a lie-in that's, uh, that's the silver lining there Billy's in Abbott's Langley Good morning, Billy Yes
7: Good morning, Billy Good morning What can I do for you? Ah oh, yeah, well, I, I'm, uh, I'm uh, ringing. Uh, well, I, I rang again because uh, uh, in your, your this morning well, I listen every morning to your uh, uh, your program, and this morning someone uh, sort of mentioned or complained about the, the palladium uh, that was yes. was on the show last night on the wireless last night and, uh, the week before. And I would like to, uh, just confirm that it was the, uh, a terrible program. <laughs> I thought you were phoning up to defend it, Billy! Um, defend it? I'm not defending it. I'm saying it's the most terrible program I've I've uh, I've ever heard. Because in front of me, I've got uh, a a ma- uh, 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 book now written by Irene Holland. Oh yeah, and she was a tiller girl. And oh, it's got cheeky. Yeah, yeah, tales of a tiller girl. Ooh. and some lo- I know her well because she comes to a pub at uh, at, uh, <laughs> at Bourne End. I bet when pace. you were a younger man, you never thought you'd be sharing drinks with a tiller girl. Well, no. Well, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm ninety four. You see, good lad. So uh, uh, all the tales of her uh, being at the uh, Palladium uh, in her book here um, uh, with uh, Frank. Sinatra, Bob Hope, uh, Danny Kay. Uh, uh, I mean, nowadays a uh, uh, Palladium program doesn't even have an orchestra. And uh,
0: um, so that was what was lacking last night was an orchestra. And also, you're right; they did have people like Danny Kaye on. They
7: used to have huge stars. Exactly. Uh, and because uh, I, I used to uh, with my my past wife, we used to go to the Palladium yeah. every Sunday night, and uh, we used to stand Love at a. Uh, uh, because it was a broadcast and, and, and we used to stand at a, uh, telegraph Pole uh, uh, or a, a lampshade right opposite the door, yeah. and at quarter to eight, if there was any spare seats, uh, sneak in. The doorman would beckon you in. So sometimes we to fill up uh, uh, empty seats because it was yeah. a, a broadcast. Uh, we we sometimes got we was in the first row, second row. Billy, but, listen, I have to interrupt. Are you okay to hang around for a couple of minutes? Oh well, yeah, well I'm, I'm not going. To. Because I
0: it. because there, there might be some people who wreck you're a little bit of a celebrity on BBC Three Counties Radio did you know that well <laughs> well I've been around you place. and Billy stay there I want dear listener for that, Billy we'll speak to you after news can you guess who Billy is you will have heard his voice you will have heard Billy's voice many many times but who is the mystery voice oh boy oh boy oh boy There'll be street parties in certain parts of Uxbridge when they work out who Billy is. He's a legend of BBC Three Counties Radio, but who is the mystery voice in Abbott's Langley? Exciting times here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, just before the news, you would have heard a mystery voice. We've put the mystery voice on hold. Want to find out exactly who it is? keep listening after half past eight we will try and solve that and maybe a couple of other mysteries oh <laughs> it's exciting you're excited kath i'm so excited ah you just can't hide it if you're about to lose control do try and fight it <laughs> okay thank you what else have we got coming up on the show well a new uh, documentary fly on the wall series following Luton police starts on television tonight Is it a good idea or is it slightly insensitive? And also, the monkeys. Uh, Do do, do anybody still find a racist connection? Matalana, in inverted commas, in trouble. I've seen these race row stories being made up from absolutely nothing, and I suspect it's, it's some journalist who's got a bee in his bonnet and wants to kick up a stink. What do you think?
1: 459
0: 455 555
1: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
0: This is BBC
4: Three Counties Radio
0: Now The campaign group Justice for Leon has reacted furiously to a Channel 4 documentary that starts tonight. Leon Briggs, of course, died last November after being taken into Bedfordshire Police custody. His family and friends have been calling for greater transparency and body-worn cameras ever since, but they take exception to this kind of coverage. Joining me now is the Chief Constable of Beds Police, Colette Paul. Colette, why did you decide to take part in this programme?
5: Good morning, um, Ian. Um, I decided to take part and it is a huge risk isn't it letting lots of cameras static cameras actually behind the scenes filming everything you do over a period 24 hours it is a risk but I thought it was really really important to be open and transparent with the public and I thought it was a good way to do that Um, I think it's a risk that's worth taking Um, I am confident in the professionalism work ethic of my staff but I also think the public have the right to know about policing they certainly pay for policing and have the right to know what we do and how we do it so it's in that sort of openness and transparency and as you know probably in from speaking to you in the past you know i do believe in being open and transparent
0: oh no and we, we appreciate the times you come on you you are you you kind of shoot from the hip and say it how it is whose idea was it was it did the tv company come to you or did you approach them
5: no they came to us but that was very many many months ago it was round about um january the year before last okay. so a long time obviously before um the death of liam briggs
0: mm. and did, did was any money exchanged? Did the pol- do you or the police force make any money out of this? We
5: certainly don't. And um, what they did do is offer um, offer some uh, some money for obviously doing that. But we asked them to give it to four charities. We were very keen not to make any money ourselves out of it at all. And did you have any editorial control? Um, Of course not. What I did do um, was have a legal agreement. And, you know, I enforced that, obviously, with the company around a couple of cases, including Leon Briggs, actually. um, And also had uh, my officers when, you know, they've seen some of the series just to check. I had uh, someone from our complaints department, someone from our comms department and a chief inspector uh, or inspector from our operations department just looking to make sure from our perspective uh, that we would deal with any issues coming out of it. Now, that didn't mean we have any editorial control at all. We didn't. Um, But what it would mean is if there were any issues, that we make sure we dealt with them um, internally, you know, within the force.
0: Okay. so so, uh, I'm sure you've seen the Daily Mail today.
5: Um, I haven't actually oh. yet. but I'm sure you'll tell me what it ah.
0: says. I've not had time I, yet. I would suggest the Daily Mail page yeah. 33. There's a, there's a nice picture of you. Yeah.
5: There's
0: also a p- uh, picture of uh, now we have two different names. It's, it's Gary Hales, isn't it? Detective Constable Gary Hales. It is. Yes. He's shown referring to um, the girlfriend of Atif Ali, who of course uh, um, uh, was shot. Referring to the girlfriend, uh, his fiance, sorry, as some bit of skirt.
5: Yeah can I just say when you do a programme like this um, you would probably know that not everything that is said is absolutely perfect it's not a perfect picture um, I know that Gary said that within an interview um, when I've asked Gary you know around that specific incident for how he explains it it's part of the interview process so it's not directly to, them, you know, to the member of the public obviously that would be absolutely totally and utterly totally, totally unacceptable he claims he was using the vernacular um, dealing with a suspect now obviously I don't always agree with what's said I won't agree with everything that's said throughout this program program um ian um you know when you do this that's what you get people will say things um and you just you know got to got to take that on the chin when you open up the doors to um to the media he
0: goes on to say what's this girl like then is she a bit of a looker why would you want to do 15 years in prison
5: yeah he does yeah, he does say that. in right?
0: uh, there's, there's a quote from you here, which you can tell me if he's right or wrong. Yeah. It's forgivable, but not what I would want someone to say. It's banter in a working environment. Is that acceptable
5: yeah, I banter? I certainly do not recall saying it's banter in a working environment. Um, uh, a newspaper making up a quote. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, no, certainly don't recall saying that at all. And it, what was really interesting there, we di- obviously did a press conference, and when you read all the other media coverage of the people that were present at that press conference, it's incredibly positive about the press. Program. Mr. Hales has and also shown
0: a couple that aren't. also shown squeezing a, a squeaking rubber chicken when the he suspect is. is charged, saying it gets squeezed when we get a good result. Is that appropriate?
5: Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, what takes place in offices. You know, it's people having um, fun together. Um, it's what takes place in offices. I've said right from the start I wouldn't agree with everything that takes place in the programme. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be what I would say. Um, but I take that, um, you know, when you open up your doors, that you will get people commenting and saying things that you wouldn't say personally.
0: Uh, there's also a a, a comment made in the mail here at the the same press conference when mrs paul made her comments it emerged that some officers had had refused to appear in the program because they were paying child maintenance and did not want ex-partners to know they'd been promoted
5: do you know i don't recall that coming out in the press conference at all is it true though yeah no i would probably say not Uh, but i certainly don't recall that coming out in um, the press conference i have no recollection of that whatsoever
0: So, you're saying that there are not some officers who refuse to be in the programme because they didn't want their ex partners to know they've been promoted? I
5: mean, obviously, that's something I don't know. What I will say is some officers wouldn't want to take part in the programme, and we didn't. Um, any anyone that didn't want to make, take part in the program, obviously we wouldn't um, didn't uh, film them uh, as same as we did with uh, everyone else that didn't want to take part. Okay,
0: are you not worried, Colette? Because hey, listen, I've worked in TV, and uh, everyone who works in TV um, says one thing to someone they are interviewing or they are following around, but really, they, they, they're wanting they're wanting to get the dirt, they're wanting to get the things that are going to make people look uh, less than perfect, aren't they? This is not going to be. A puff piece, and there is a chance that this could backfire on you spectacularly.
8: Um, as I said to you right at the
5: very start, um, Ian, you know, you always take a risk when you open up your doors. That's what you do. But as a chief constable, I take a risk day in and day out with everything that I do. Um, I think the programme shows really professional police officers doing a, an incredibly complex job, working very, very hard. And I think that's what it shows during this programme.
0: And finally, we we, uh, we spoke to um, Michael Doherty from uh, uh, Justice for Now, uh, who is... Concerned as a lot of the Leon uh, Briggs campaigners are, that this is an episode of this will go out. uh, I think it's a night before the day before the the, the anniversary of Leon Briggs's death. Is that insensitive? Um,
5: Can I just say one, it's not true. Um, we um, there are about twenty programmes in yep. total. Uh, the first five finish at the end of October before okay. the anniversary of um, Liam Bridges Is it
0: November the fourth? Um, the anniversary. It
5: is. Yeah. It is. And can I just say we purposely ensured that we did not have a programme going out around that time. That would have been insensitive. Okay. So there's so there's so a break at the end of
0: October. When does it pick up again? Do you and know? It picks
5: up. I think it's January actually. Oh, okay. That's um, okay. What they've told me to do, and then they're doing further later in the year as well. So it's spread out all the way through next okay. year. But we purposely. You no, know, I don't want to be. Insensitive. Sensitive to Liam Briggs' family, you know, at all. And we purposely put that in place to make sure that we weren't.
0: Colette, it's, it's always good to talk to you and as I say you are one of the people that comes on and uh, you know you, you, you tell us what you're thinking and what you're feeling so it's much appreciated oh thank you very much thank you very much for your time that's uh, Colette Paul uh, your thoughts please 08459 555 is the uh, telephone number Chief Consul of Ed's Police we'll be speaking to Ollie Martins in a little bit
3: I've got a text of support here from oh, yeah. Pat in how outrageous? Uh, hi Ian I support the decision of Colette Paul and Ollie Martins for a change to continue with the. Pat's normally quite, um,
0: quite uh, anti yeah
3: he doesn't the point in Ollie Martin's generally, no. but no one's family has the right to control what any force does just because of their circumstances, losing a loved one tragically. The police service continues with the job they are paid to do, regardless. Life does not stop for them, so a good decision.
0: I suspect we'll be talking about this tomorrow. Your homework, what's on? Is it on nine o'clock? was yeah. oh, a bit late for How me. Are am going to watch it? Yeah, it's a bit late. Can we tape it? I'll bring in the VHS tomorrow.
3: What, we watch it at four in the morning?
0: Yeah. Uh, Can we tape it here? We've we got taping facilities here. iPlayer. Channel 4 iPlayer.
3: Okay. Is that, thing? Uh, is that a thing I don't know said, anyway. that works I don't know whether we're allowed to watch other
0: outlets <laughs> we weren't allowed to watch other channels when I was a kid uh, I, I thought it's because my dad worked for the BBC it's because my mum was a snob that's why I was never allowed to watch Game for a Laugh or Tiz was thanks guys uh, your homework tonight dear listener is to watch that programme uh, Channel 4 9 o'clock tonight and uh, we will we will meet tomorrow I'm
3: going to watch it I'll have an hour this afternoon and watch it
0: how this afternoon it's not until tonight I
3: know but I'm going to have an hour this afternoon in bed and right.
0: go to bed late no I, late, yeah. I, can't, I can't do that I can't go to bed at 10, mate. That's nuts. Rock and roll. But you'll be really grumpy tomorrow as well. What's new? <laughs> Your homework, dear listener, is to watch that programme, um, and we'll have a chat about it tomorrow. We'll probably send Justin out as well tomorrow to see if, um, if people watched it and uh, what, it, uh, what they thought of it. Um, uh, we, we've been talking about the Slither Man. Yeah. Kelly? Kelly, did you manage to pull him off?
1: Yes, yeah, in there.
0: It's in your running order. Where, where is it? Oh, uh, Roy J. Okay, should we have a little, we have a little oh. listen to this? So, this was a big comedian for about 20 minutes in the early 80s. My sister used to wind me up by um, doing his acts to me. Should we have a listen? I've not heard this for about 30 years.
11: I really find it very refreshing when I see a new comedian arrive on the scene with a style that's
2: all his own. And I'd like you to share that rare pleasure with me now. Here's Roy J. <laughs>
0: strong opening
14: I'm a stranger in a black sudan I want you hop inside my car I've got candy flaws. I'm a traveling man and I will take you to the nearest star
9: Hey! Hi weirdos! <laughs> I met a guy outside tonight Slithered
0: me! Ah uh, uh, Um Oh Oh Died penniless, did he? Yeah.
3: (laughs) Taking a look at the trains and disruption on East Midland trains between Lucent and St Pancras International, also affecting Thameslink. Um, They're expecting that to be like that till about 10.45
1: this morning. Oh, bum! (laughs) Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Sorry, Nicola, I just got so upset by that. Tomorrow night from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Gosh, those guys uh, really are funking it up, aren't they? They are. They are so funky, Did you watch it? that that was a trail for sport oh not strictly oh why did it start with strictly then because they're trying to cash in on the uh the ambiance the success of strictly they're trying to cash in oh yeah well i watched strictly Mm. some of
14: it why well it's what you do on a saturday night isn't it no on a saturday night what was i doing this saturday night i don't know but I, i hope it's going to be something exciting now you've dissed watching strictly what did you do it's the sound of very long fingernails. I've got no idea what I did on Saturday night. Really? It was that good, was it? I've got no idea. Gosh. That's insania. You don't know what you did on Saturday
0: night? Not a clue. Must have been a good one. Hey, it hey? must have been. Must have been a good one.
14: Now, uh, what's on your show this morning? What have you got coming, coming up? Coming up on this morning's big phone-in. Uh, it's a sad one today. Yeah. I'll, I'll level with you, but it's uh, the story that that broke yesterday morning. I'm going to be asking from 9... Can you understand why Linda Bellingham has decided to stop cancer treatment? The actress Linda Bellingham, she's revealed that she's chosen to end chemotherapy in November. She expects to die after spending one more Christmas with her family. The actress is 66 years old and was diagnosed with colon cancer a year ago. She's best known for her role as the mother in the OXO television adverts and the series All Creatures Great and Small. She says that she doesn't want her sons to see her suffer anymore. Mm. Um, well, f- when I heard this story yesterday, it certainly had an effect on me. And I'm sure it had an effect on most other people who have watched somebody they love die of cancer. And that decision to make where you say, Do you know, what? enough is enough. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to carry on anymore. It's really difficult, I would imagine, for the person themselves. but It's really difficult for those around. Yeah. I just wonder how her family feel, you know, because they they love her, they want her around for as long as possible, I'm sure, and they must be, they must have greeted the news with mixed emotions, I would have thought. On one hand, of course, they don't want her to suffer, but on the other hand, they want her to go on for as long as she possibly can. Mm. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views and your experiences, most importantly. Can you understand why Linda Bellingham has decided to stop cancer treatment? Perhaps you've watched someone you love go through cancer treatment, and you absolutely absolutely can understand why there gets a point where you think do you know what enough is enough this cannot continue any further your calls please i know it's going to be a tricky one but your calls from nine on 08459 455 555
1: across beds hearts and bugs this is ian lee bbc three counties radio
0: hi weirdos there we go you see we, the show's got a catchphrase Hi weirdo I like that Hi weirdo There we go Thank you very much Roy J lives on Who, Who'd have thought it Who would have thought it 08459 oh, five, five, five. Surprisingly, or, or No you had your hand up Go no one, on, surprisingly what? Or, or unsurprising. no one has called in to say they are offended by uh, two black boys dressing up in a monkey onesie in an advert and I think it's one of those, you quite often get these race row stories and really, it's just some uh, journo who's, who's kicking off for the sake of kicking off. Well let's
3: look at this one, this race row in the, which one was it, the sun, yeah. is backed up by one man who doesn't want to be named yeah. and one person off Twitter.
0: Well, one, but yeah, That's it.
3: That's the row. Um, we've God, but it got us on to talking about how careful we are with our language these yep, days and yep. the whole monkey thing. whether yes. It is a thing these days because it certainly was in the 1970s and it certainly is in some Spanish uh, football terraces. Um, but this one from Daz who um, said to me that cheeky monkeys said in our household to my children, even though my wife is black, there yeah. is no issue here. I'm hoping that's the
0: picture everywhere. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But then, you know, then I'm a white, middle class, middle aged bloke. Yeah. So. You know, it's it's different for me. There's no denying it. Well, Justin has gone out and uh, taken that one to the street, so we'll uh, get to spin But no one, so far, no one's phoned in furious at Not this. Not yet,
3: but it could be that we've been talking about other things and people don't know. So okay. you, talk to me about that. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five.
0: Talk to Kath about that, and if she likes what you say, then she'll, you can talk to me.
3: I'll put you on anyway. You don't mind, I've got no quality control. <laughs> we, we
0: have whatsoever. very, very low standards here, although that's not in any way a slight on uh, our next guest at all. Uh, more reaction to the Channel 4 documentary about Bedfordshire Police that's going out tonight. The family of Leon Briggs, who died after being taken into custody at Luton Police Station, where the programme is filmed, say it's inappropriate. Well, we heard from Colette Paul uh, a few minutes ago. We can speak now to Ollie Martins, the police and crime commissioner for Bedfordshire. Why is this documentary going ahead, Ollie?
11: Well, um, this can be a very short interview actually, because I just heard the Chief Constable. Yeah. And, um She's good, isn't she? If she is, very yeah. good. And I agree with every word she says. I mean, I think this is about um, the force being transparent, showing the public what they do. I mean, one of the things that I've felt uh, since I was elected um, nearly two years ago is, you know, I, I get a kind of fly on the wall view of policing and i 've long felt you know if the public could see get that fly on the wall view that I get um, then you know I think that would help um, raise levels of public confidence um, in policing and, and awareness of what our police do and i think I think that's important you know public confidence is uh, in policing is at a real premium at the moment, um, you know because I mention it often enough that um, Even though we're recruiting to frontline positions, overall police strength in Bedfordshire is falling at the moment um, and and will have fallen between by... By 2015, we'll have, have we'll have a hundred or so fewer officers than we had in 2010. So we absolutely need public confidence in the police to be as high as it Is can this be. Is this the way
0: to do it? Because I, I I am worried. Worried. I'm I'm slightly concerned that it's it's naive to take this project on. I've worked in TV. I know how vicious and ruthless the producers can be, and they'll say one thing to the person they're interviewing, but hoping they get something out. Mm. And they could film a hundred hours. And 20 minutes of that could be
11: bad. That's the 20 minutes that they'll focus on. Well, I think the, the force did a lot of due diligence around this. Um, I, I became a, I wasn't previously a viewer of 24 Hours in A&E, yep. but I became a viewer of 24 Hours in A&E uh, to see what it was that, that garden productions do. Um, and I think that that's the kind of programme that they're making... Um, of bedfordshire police Mm. you know it's not it's far less sensationalist i mean yes you know there's got to be an entertainment value um but it's far more you know focusing on personalities um than it is focusing on um the sensational side of policing And and i think that's you know that's important too how many episodes have you seen i haven't seen any oh so you don't you don't actually
0: know what it's focusing on if you haven't seen any. Why, why, why did well, they not send you the, the, the preview DVDs? Well, you know
11: this is my role is strategic. The chief right. constable's role is operational. The chief constable uh, has seen uh, um, some of the rushes and some of the. You didn't the think it was appropriate
0: for you to watch them.
11: I'm no, sure the president I mean, would have sent you a DVD. That's that's the difference between my role and the Chief Constable's yeah. role. You know, she has she's in charge of the operational policing. This is an operational matter, um, but it's one where I absolutely support the decision that she's made.
0: <laughs> oh, Ollie I'm am confused. If 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 they made a documentary about Cass, it would be nothing to do with me, but I'd watch it. Do you not? Or if they made a documentary about BBC local radio, I'd, this is one of this is your police force. Do you not think to? What well, it I seems it seems strange to me that you didn't want to watch it. Well, I do want to watch but, it, but they would, it. You, they would have
11: sent you DVDs. <laughs> but that's, the, you know, as I say, you know, that's the difference between I, I don't get down in the um, down in the detail, the operational day to day running of the force is a matter for the Chief Constable. But
0: this isn't about the running of the force. This is how your one of your forces, how your force is presented to the public. It's a huge gamble, as, as, as Colette Paula said. It, it's a bit of a risk. And I'm really surprised that you didn't either get sent or didn't phone up Garden Productions or Channel 4
11: Press Department So can we have a DVD of the first two episodes, please? Because that's how, that's how it works. I'm sure, I'm sure I could have done, but I didn't think, you know, that's just not appropriate to my role. There is Why? a very well because there's a very hard divide, and it's set out in the legislation about the difference between my strategic role and the chief constable. This isn't about
0: this isn't about roles. This is about a representation of, of your police force on national television that could go one way or it could go the other, and you didn't want to check it out in advance. No, because that's the chief constable's job.
11: You know, I don't. I don't. Uh, I wouldn't have had a. Uh, a veto. Over, no, she hasn't over got a veto either. going on over what was going on. Uh, the agreement that she referred to that sh- that uh, the force has with uh, Garden Productions is an agreement between uh, the force and Garden Productions, not between me and Garden Productions. So this is. Um, but it's your this police force. Yeah, and it's it's the police force for which I'm responsible, and where I'm the bridge exactly. between the public. It's the police force for which you're but responsible, chief, but you chief... don't want to watch the show in advance.
0: You're, you're going to watch it like any other punter when it goes out on telly. Yeah,
11: because the chief com- it's the chief constable's responsibility to be to, in watch, a t- to, of to watch a
0: documentary the, about your po- one of your police forces.
11: Well, and as I say, the agreement is between the police force, not me, as the commissioner. But you're Uh, responsible for the I'm really sorry to push this. I'm so shocked by this.
0: You're responsible for this police force. They're going to be seen by 8 million
11: people tonight, and you don't know what it's going to show. I set the strategic priorities, but the day-to-day responsibility for what the force does is a matter for the chief constable, who is a very senior public figure in her own right. So you have
0: no idea what this program's going to show tonight.
11: I've got some idea what it's going to show. I mean the chief constable as in a lot of matters keeps me well briefed. So what has she told you is in tonight's show? Well, the stuff that you've been the stuff that you've been discussing and some of it, you know, because Did she
0: she phone you up to say, this is
11: give you a rundown of episode one? How did that work? Because of that issue around authenticity, you know, as as she's just been discussing with you, there are are some things that um, she isn't perhaps that happy or comfortable with, but because we wanted the authenticity um, that's
0: what you've got. got so you had a phone conversation with Colette Paul where she told you what was happening in, in tonight's episode
11: no I sit, I sit in her office and ok we so came.
0: you're in an office and she told you what happened in tonight's episode
11: pretty much yeah and, so, and some of the other episodes as well ok
0: I'm really shocked Ollie that you wouldn't want to watch it before it went out and that you've, 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 you've been told second hand because this is your police force this is you this is
11: you that's being shown yeah, on a but, documentary. But I have to take... You know, my my role is strategic. I have to... You know, i like a backseat driver. You're really. still looking
0: out, the, out on the road, though, aren't you, if you're a backseat driver? You're still having a look at what's going on. <sighs>
11: well, I've had... I've had I've, I'm content with how... Uh, the Chief Constable and the force has handled it. I'm confident what we're going to see tonight. It's, it sounds like it's gone uh, as I uh, would have anticipated it okay. to.
0: Is it OK for um,
11: uh, Detective Constable Gary Hales to refer to the fiancé of
0: uh, um, someone who's been shot as some bit of skirt?
11: Well, I think the Chief Constable just explained why an officer may be using the vernacular as part of uh, an interview strategy. OK.
0: What, uh, so, so uh, What time is it on tonight? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock on Channel 4. Are you going to be watching it? Well, thank you. I, uh, I've set it up on uh, Sky
11: Plus. Well,
0: you. Who's talking? Someone, did you, could you hear a robot voice? I've got no idea what that was. Sorry, I do apologise. We were interrupted at the end there by a robot voice. I have no <laughs> idea where that came from. Ollie, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Call
1: 08459 555. BBC Three
0: Counties Radio. Hi, weirdo to, I appreciate Ollie, Ollie Martin's coming in. He always pretty much always does when we ask him. Pretty much always does. unlike um, um, was it Stansfeld from uh, Thames Valley? Never comes in. never comes in. But Ollie Martin uh, and uh, David Lloyd pretty much always come in. I am so shocked. I mean this, people may think I laboured that point a little bit too much, but knowing how TV works. I am so shocked. He has not watched the first two episodes well, of that program. Whenever you do a program, you get sent the first two episodes on DVD. And if you don't, you get spun up the production. Hello, I'm Ollie Martins. I'm the PCC. Can I have the first two episodes on DVD, please?
3: I mean, just out of curiosity, wouldn't you want to know? It's his police
0: force. And I know he's, he's, he's you know, operational things as Colette Paul. And she's obviously watched it. Good for her. It's his police force. It's him may not be him physically it's him that's being represented on that program and he's not watched it gosh it's the fact they doesn't see why he should have
3: if you were going to be doing an interview about anything yeah but i mean if you could you would wouldn't you if you could watch it you would watch it
0: um, Menaz has tweeted uh, Oli Martin's shockingly unprepared for an interview Reading from his job description Looks like he doesn't understand his role I- i've got a lot of time for ollie martins because he has come in. we have had some really awkward exchanges about things and he comes in and it's like, you know it, the, I, I don't particularly enjoy my thing when i've got someone set opposite me and i'm having to ask some really awkward uncomfortable questions and they're screaming. i don't get a kick out of it and then it's really awkward awkward afterwards but he always comes in we always shake hands and uh, he, he keeps coming back yeah. but that was odd that was odd Oh, 08459 455 five, five, five. Don't forget your homework is to watch that programme tonight at 9 o'clock. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. Now, now, at about five minutes to eight, we were joined by Billy and Abbots Langley. Good morning to you, Billy. Ah oh, Yes. Good morning. How have you worked out, sir, why
7: you're such a celebrity? Well, I—I well, I, I suppose uh, i 94. I've been—I've uh, been around a bit as a uh, toastmaster, 20—20 uh, oh. uh, years entertainments manager for well. Fred Pontin. So, well. uh,
0: did you ever work with Roy? Jo- Roy Roy Jones. Roy Jones. Was that his name? I've forgotten his name already. <laughs> yeah. Was that his name? The, 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 the Slither fella. Roy Roy J. Roy J., sorry. Slither.
7: Roy J. No, the oh. name doesn't okay. ring about well, right listen, me. Well
0: listen, Billy, I, I think you are oblivious as to why you're a bit of a celebrity on this station, on this show. Let me play you something. See if you remember this.
7: That is one of the mysteries of Abbott Slangley Oh, I remember it That's well. you! <laughs> <laughs> that is you, Billy. Oh yes,
0: and we have treasured that clip, and we have we have. Uh, g- g- can you give it to us, Cole? Can you say that without that music? And that is one of the mysteries of Abbotts Langley Fire Brigade.
7: Uh, <clears throat> well, I still don't know the mystery. Hang on oh, my a minute! So we thought you knew the mystery. No, 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 no. What? <laughs> So many people have of uh, 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 who, who uh, speak to me. They say, "Oh, I heard you on television uh, on the, on the confusing wire, television
0: you know? and radio a lot today." <laughs> <Let> me, <laughs> so hang on a second. This is you. That is one of the mysteries
7: of Aber Slangley Firebrick. But you don't know what the mystery is. No, I still don't Th- know. We, s- it was taken from us, and uh, uh, and we um well, we still don't know. No. Well,
3: hang on a minute. So what are you referring to? What are you wondering? about the fire brigade I'm trying to get to the bottom of this so what you lost the fire brigade
7: well I was um, I joined the fire brigade in 19 1938 oh I love you Billy yeah and uh, and, uh, uh, and it continued, you know. It was turned into a, another uh, a fully operational uh, fire brigade yeah. with uh, uh, trailer pumps and all that sort of thing for, for the wartime uh, cover. Well,
0: listen, can I, you probably don't know this. Yes. But you've inspired a young songwriter called Scott Balcony to write a song about the mystery of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade. Oh, well done. Would you like to have a listen? Of course I It's also got, there's a celebrity penis in this song. Matt Allwright from uh, Watchdog and Rogue Traders is playing the piano on this. Yes. Should you have a little listen? Yes. Here please. we go. This is Scott Balcony and Matt Allwright.
2: Never did too well at school but I learned all I need to know i how to change a tyre and clean myself from head to toe But some knowledge has eluded me and one puzzle still remains What on earth is the mystery of Abbas Laney Fire Brigade? Did all the helmets go missing one day Or did a dog get stuck up a tree Did a ghost one night go down their pole right down because it's torturing me Tell us the secret a counter bag Because the puzzle still remains What on earth is the mystery Of Langley fire
7: Ever me for, ever me for, every game. Well, well done, Osh, oh, 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 I nearly
0: joined in with <laughs> that. Uh, But Billy, you're telling us you can't answer that question. No, I can't. No,
7: no.
3: <laughs> so, hang on. You must be able to, Billy. What were you talking about before they cut that bit off? So you you said that they brought all pumps in and stuff, then what
7: happened? Oh, I, I was 20 years' entertainment manager for Fred Ponting. Yeah, No, I mean,
0: so, what happened to the so fire brigade? I'm, I'm going to play you, this is what you say, I want to know what you said just before this.
7: That is one of the mysteries of Abbott Langley fire So what did you say before that? Who, me?
9: <laughs> yes, you, <laughs> Billy, you're, you silly you're,
15: sotting.
7: Me, you're confusing me. Right, this is you talking, OK? What did you say just before this? That is one of the mysteries of Langley Fabrica. Uh
0: you don't know, do you? No, I don't know. <laughs> a second, no. Oh. no you you,
7: you <laughs> prime me again on it. Right, OK. So what did you say just before this? That is one of the mysteries of Abbotswagley Fire Brigade. Well, I, 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 I was... Uh, don't mention Pontins. Oh, I was a member of Slangley Fire Brigade, of course I was, else that, uh, that, that bit wouldn't have come up. Billy,
3: listen, are you Billy, so... Billy, can you just make something up? Just so we can end this.
0: Just make something up. Is it haunted?
7: What? (laughs) I'm
0: not Yes
1: I'll well, get you straight through Stay
0: on the line Billy, listen You sound
7: very sprightly for 94 Well, I'll well, I, I tell you what I'm very lucky that, that my mind is uh, uh, You know, is bright And uh, I've had a couple of vips And a, a pacemaker and You're I'm doing still, very well I'm still active And, uh, you know, Billy, so I'm lucky
0: Billy, say hello to Aziz Morning Aziz hey. It's Asif from Milton Keynes. Oh, Asif, I do apologise, Asif. What, what you you claim to know the mystery of Abbots Langley Fire Brigade? I
4: was listening to the radio when <laughs> he was on that day. Yeah, an insane show, and it's about a fire engine, a fire appliance that disappeared, and they don't know where it went. Oh,
7: Billy, is this ringing any bells? Any fire bells? That's right. It was a fire fire engine. Uh, no, but I don't know who said that. Uh, no, I don't. I think
0: I think you said it, Billy.
7: I said it. Yeah. Well, there we are then. (laughs) Oh God, goodness me! I'm going round <laughs> oh. in circles. Down. So, hang on, Asif.
0: What did remind Billy what he said?
15: I can't remember the exact details. Oh, not uh, you the, as well. The, but basically,
4: <laughs> there's a fire engine that had been around for a while. Uh, when that station closed, the engine disappeared, and nobody knows where it went. Wow! That was one of the mysteries. I've well, had
0: if, it's Langley Fire Brigade. If, if Billy was Langley. in charge of it, no wonder no one knows where it went. <laughs> <laughs> Asif, thank you for filling in the gaps there, Billy. You—you you are. Uh, this is the first time you've ever called. Me isn't it? Um,
7: You're not sure. <laughs> well, well, I called a few uh, a little while ago about something. I can't remember, even remember. Make not sure for a second.
0: Make sure you call again, Billy. You're a good sport, and it's a real pleasure to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much for your time.
7: Uh, yeah. Well, p- thanks, It was th- this morning I rang because uh, I've, I've, I've had this book yeah. uh, w- uh, written by Irene Holland, and it says tales tales of. A Till a girl.
0: About the London Palladium.
7: At the London Palladium. Beautiful. I know her well and uh you know so many tales she tells oh, me yeah. and, and so many places that I remember around the good old windmill of uh, uh, of London. Oh the town. windmill
0: the windmill's a naughty place now. Oh it's a bit naughty. It was, well, then. What was oh. It then.
7: Oh,
3: it was then, wasn't it? They used to do these sort of stationary stripteases. Uh,
7: yeah, well, well, you see, what happened? What happened? They, uh, 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 it was con- a continuous show, and the young ladies just had to stand motionless. And but when a bomb dropped, they, uh, uh, they uh, when a bomb dropped, they moved to dash down the shelter. So. <laughs> I bet you're all open for a bomb to drop, so you could watch them run about. Uh, well, that was. The- thing, you see. Billy, everybody, yeah.
0: Billy, listen, I've got a moment. It's such a pleasure to talk to you about You will call again, won't you? Yes, very nice. You're, you're a really good sport. Thank you very much. Okay. See you later on. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Never did too well at school, but I learned all I need to know i like how to change a tyre and clean myself from head to toe But some knowledge has eluded me and one puzzle still remains what on earth is the mystery of was Langley Fire Brigade? Did all the helmets miss go missing one day, or did a dog get stuck up a tree? Did a ghost one night go down their pole? Break not because it's torturing me. Tell us the secret, let the cat of because the puzzle still remains. What well, on earth is the mystery of Abbots Langley Fire? Abbots Langley Far, Abbots Langley Fire Brigade?
7: That is one of the mysteries of Abbots Langley Fire Brigade.
8: I
0: think I have to um, pay the BBC some money back out of my wages because I enjoyed that last 15 minutes way too much. Wasn't he wonderful? Well, Billy, we'll get Billy on again. Let's uh, see if we can get him on as a little regular. What a great caller. Thank you, Billy. The legend. I care about the victims.
3: I do. I do. I don't hate people that throw litter. I don't like it. No, I hate them. I don't like their habits. I love them. I hate them. I don't like what they do. I hate them. How can you hate someone you don't know?
0: They're dropping litter. I I agree with Rob on that one. I hate them.
3: Okay, fine. Yeah, fine.
0: Oh, wait, 459-455-555. Double, five, five, double, five. So there's an advert uh, in Matalan. Oh, I haven't got the paper now. Justin's got it. Um, re- remind us what the, what the picture is, Catherine. Eight
3: children, all yep. in various onesies. Uh, Animal onesies. Yes, yeah, so ladybird, unicorn, all these
0: different it's things. It's the kind of fun thing that you can do up to a certain age, and then your kids become aware, and they stop doing it. So, so get as many of those pictures as you can. Unless they're Justin Dealey, and he got one just last year. Oh, wow. That's
3: anyway, there are two monkey onesies. They happen to be being
0: worn by the only two black children in the photograph. Someone sent me, um, 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 Ken sent me uh, an email. It would, of course, be racist if the producer had made sure that the black boys didn't wear the monkey suits. It's a. It's. it's, it's mm, 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 mm. Yemi's in Welling. Morning, Yemi.
15: Good morning. What, what are your thoughts on this, please? I think the 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 monkey ones is it's cuddly, it's nice. Yeah. But I think that the the problem is, and where it's probably roused people and got their backs the wrong way, is that if advertising companies uh, use equally black children or black faces for adverts generally. Yeah. Uh, there won't be a problem. So I think what it is, is the percentage of the black children that they use for the adverts are very low. So when you use a black child for an advert and then you put them in a monkey suit, <laughs> it then seems like, oh, you won't use them regularly. Then when you've got a onesie suit that is um, um, you want to advertise you think it's suitable to use a black child and that's why it's got people's back In this advert
0: 25 Mm -hmm. I've got no idea someone will know better than me I've got no idea what the percentage of the population in this country is black but 25% of the children in that Mm -hmm. advert are black that seems like a pretty fair percentage to me
15: for for that particular advert, if that's the case, yes. But then the question that you you would ask yeah. is, if I were the one, I don't mind. I'm black, and yeah. um, I don't believe in any of this monkey stuff. But I can see why people might get offended. Why would to, to try and explain it to me because I'm I'm struggling a little yeah. bit. The reason people may get offended is because black children are not predominantly or equally used for advertising in the UK. But the offence in this isn't the, 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 the prominence of black children
0: in adverts, it's the, the, the so-called offence, because I'm not quite sure how many people are offended, mm-hmm. is, is that they are, the, the two black children in there are wearing monkey onesies. Yes, that, that's the
15: reason. If you use them equally for adverts, it won't matter whether they were wearing a monkey um, advert a monkey suit or not, but because they're not used equally for advertising, when you then decide to use them, you then they they then used right. wearing a monkey advert, it's right. a monkey jumpsuit, a bit I've been
0: a bit thick and not not gathered your point, correctly. <laughs> not not because you're not explaining it; it's because I'm I'm an idiot. But Catherine, you just whispered in my ear, and you, I, you yes, I've got it. now.
3: because there aren't that many black children, or aren't as many black children as white children using adverts. Whenever yes. they do appear. You kind of you're more sensitive to it. You right. notice more it more.
0: And <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, that wasn't you explaining it badly, Yemi. That was me not not <laughs> listening properly. But suppose, have you got kids, Yemi? I do. And how That's old are they?
15: Uh, I've got a fourteen-year-old, a thirteen-year-old, and an eleven-year-old. Oh, okay, okay, right.
0: But uh, mm. if they were a little bit younger, quite for some reason, like yes. kids of like three, four, five, six, they seem to come up to me in the street. I don't know why, and I love it. It's brilliant.
15: <laughs> and they make
0: the monkey in face. Well, they do. They do. They, they do. They do think I look weird, but that's that's just rude. <laughs> uh, and quite often, I'll say to a little kid, "Oh, you cheeky little monkey!" Mm. I would hesitate and probably not say it. In
15: fact, I wouldn't say it to your kids <laughs> I, what, think, I think it depends i think i think it really depends in in the context of the advert the word cheeky monkey doesn't mean anything no it just means oh you're jumping all over the place you're being silly
0: and you or... would know that i was i was calling them cheeky monkey because that's what i call kids kids are cheeky monkeys yes, but i would be worried i i would i would be right another parent I, might interpret it as a racist
15: slur no i think most parents would not whatever their colour I don't think they would I think it's because it's kind of sensitive you see the black issue is kind of sensitive yeah. especially in this community and the reason it's sensitive is because they, they seem to be a minority but they're not really a minority and they're underrepresented so they, they, they just get a bit worked up when well, they well think, black, oh, pe- black people are a minority well in comparison but well, things are changing
0: yeah things okay. are changing the community of the UK is changing oh yeah definitely I, 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 we need to get I'm, I, I, this is remiss of me I should know I should have a rough idea of, of the percentage breakdown yeah I mean listen I, I appreciate your, your call and I really appreciate your laugh as well this morning Thank you. You have a delightful laugh. Thank you very much indeed. Someone who I've had a delightful laugh at this morning huh? is Justin Dealey. What? Well, you Listen, you've got to be so careful when you post pictures of yourself. Well, did you mean to post that picture of you on Twitter? Absolutely,
10: yes. It is disgusting, mate. What, a picture of me in a monkey onesie? What's wrong with that?
0: It is obscene. Why? It's flip Have you seen it, Cass?
3: No, I'm going to look at it now. It's
10: oh, a really?
0: ladies' fantasy, surely.
3: Oh, hang on. You look... We'll qu- see about that. Well,
0: well come on, a bit of a skirt, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is disgusting. Mate. Why? What, Tell me at, why. Come on. Well, first of all, it's sideways on, is which always... Red, has he got a red bum? Is that a monkey or is that a cow? It's a monkey. It's got a tail. Cows don't... Uh, monkeys don't have horns. Well, look, listen, well, when I bought it, it said <laughs> monkey onesie.
3: Hang on.
0: Have you seen the... I've retweeted it. It's a Leigh, monkey, Lee, It's not very well. At Justin Dealey, if you want to follow his timeline, although I do... Um, I do
3: follow him, but I just can't see it. Maybe my phone's deleted him.
0: It's pretty. I tell you what, Justin. Well, our we'll, we'll cast looks for that. Well, uh, we'll mm. you, you've taken this to
10: the street, haven't you? I have. It's um, on page twenty-seven of the Sun today. I mean, personally, Ian we see oh. nothing. We see.
0: Cast <laughs> n- just seen the picture. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the pout wearing it. How can you pout wearing a onesie?
0: <sighs> Quite
3: Good easily. Great.
0: Do you wear that when you have ladies over? Well, yeah. It's all part of the fun, is it? A bit of role play, yeah, absolutely. Swinging yeah. from the jungle, swinging from the vine leaves in the jungle. <laughs> Cheeky monkey, guy. Okay,
10: so you took it to the streets. Yes, as I was saying, that um, you know, we've seen this image this morning. We don't find it offensive, but then again, we're not black. So I have been talking to black members of the community this morning. Here's what they've had to say. Well, So you're looking at that in the sun today. Yeah. Um, there's the image. As
15: a black member of the community, do you think that's racist? Honestly, it's a racist, but it's a bit stereotypical the way they put the two black kids wearing in a monkey outfit and other white kids not. But at the same time, it's the way other people portray things in it. So you don't think
10: it's racist, but looking at that, you think I, it's a I bit odd? I can understand, I can understand where someone will be coming from if
15: they say it's racist. Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: Um, it's a bit weird that the two black kids are in the monkey suits. Like, it would look better if they're not trying to be racist. It would look better if one white kid and one black kid was in a monkey suit.
10: What do you think, madam? On the on the way to school with your young child this morning as a black member of the community seeing yeah. that this morning. Is that racist?
5: I think a bit, yes. Because for me, they should have put the black child in that monkey outfit, to be honest. Because anybody look at that, they'll think, oh, that's racist. As a black person, that's what you think.
10: You seem a little bit surprised by it, but but, but are you offended (laughs) by that?
4: Me personally, no. I'm not. Because people do whatever they
0: want these days, so I'm not really offended by it, to be honest. So if she's not offended, she was black, was she? She, All of those people were black. So if she was was not offended, is this perceived offence that we have that uh, I'm not offended but other mm-hmm. people might be offended well then yeah. that, do, do we know if any other people actually are offended I mean people
10: nobody w- was highly offended by it but, but people said to me this morning it is a bit stereotypical we've got eight children here um, we've got two black kids in this advert and the two black children are dressed up in the monkey outfit looking at that when they looked at it they thought that just looks a bit wrong and yeah. they could understand why some people would say that is racist
0: just I, w- one of your missions for tomorrow is already set we have uh, uh, class homework mm-hmm. to watch the um, channel 4 documentary at 9 o'clock about Luton police oh, I Station. Wait. I'm very very excited by it I don't know if I could I, I'll, I'll probably stay up and watch the first half and then try and cram the second half in in the morning mm. uh, but uh, yeah tomorrow I think we might be sending you out on the streets to, to see if A if people watched it and B uh, what they thought of it looking forward to could it already a, Justin excellent stuff thank you on the subject of that Catherine I've got an email from uh, Sarah about um, uh, Ollie Martins, who hadn't watched the advanced copies of tonight's programme. The way TV works, that there are always advanced DVDs floating around, certainly for the people involved in the programme to watch, and generally for the press as well. Saranjit says, uh, this PC, PCC is a complete muppet. In his own words, I am the link between the public and the police, but yet he says he hasn't any idea and contents of the programme before changing his account. Mm. More lies, I don't know if he was necessarily lying or not, give him a spade so he can dig a bigger hole.
3: We've had another bit of correspondence from Pat in and Regis. Okay, go on. (laughs) I was a bit premature in praising Ollie Martins for allowing this documentary to go ahead when he's not even watched it. He's not up to the job, says Pat. Resign, Ollie, so we have confidence in another PCC that
0: will understand the role. Uh, thank you very much for all of that. Your homework, dear listeners, to watch it. Don't forget, uh, if you want to hear the Abbott's Langley song again uh, by uh, Scott Balcony and Matt All right, it's now on the Facebook page. The comments of Justin Dealy in a onesie. Uh, Lorraine says that's wrong on many, many levels. Cute on a five-year-old, maybe. And Michelle just says, oh my. Go to the Facebook page to hear the uh, Abbott's Langley song. Till til tomorrow at six
1: from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is...
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian.